fighting the Pledge of Allegiance. To the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Ms. Carter, here. Mr. Jensen? Here. Mr. Cato? Here. Mr. Larmer? Here. Mr. Shreya? Here. Mayor Ruby? Here. Mr. Here. Uh, ladies and gentlemen of the Planning Commission, I wanted to ask a question before we get started regarding our agenda. Does anybody have an objection to moving Physician's Ambulance up on the agenda to take care of that before DiGeronimo? No. No problem. No problem. As long as Kevin um, doesn't disagree. Kevin? <laughs> um, ladies and gentlemen, I'll assume most of you are here for Valerie Akers. Does anybody have an objection? We have only one other item on the agenda tonight. Does anybody have an objection if we were to hear that first and then move into our public hearing? Okay. Thank you. Okay. Um, so let our regular meeting begin. Um, Mr. Ch Mr. Chair, if I may. So what we'll need to do is read the public hearing notice, table the public hearing, open the work session. Yes, so moved. Okay. I have to make a decision. You need a second? You need a second. 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 I'll second. Mm -hmm. Ms. Cardos? Yes. Mr. Jansen? Yes. Mr. Cato? Yes. Mr. Larmer? Yes. Mr. Shreya? Yes. Mayor Ruby? Yes. Mr. Stuckey? Yes. Okay. Um, so that will take us into our regular meeting. I move for approval of the public hearing minutes of January 5, 2023. Second, Mr. Chairman. Ms. Cardos? Yes. Mr. Jansen? Yes. Mr. Pato? Yes. Mr. Larmer? Yes. Mr. Shreya? Yes. Mayor Ruby? Yes. Mr. Stuckey? Yes. Okay, I move for approval of the regular meeting minutes of January 5, 2023. Second, Mr. Chairman. Ms. Cardos? Yes. Mr. Jansen? Yes. Yes. Mr. Yes. Mr. Yes. Mayor Ruby? Yes. Mr. Stuckey? Yes. Okay, I move for approval of the revised work session meeting minutes of January 5, 2023. Second, Mr. Chairman. Ms. Cardos? Yes. Mr. Jansen? Yes. Mr. Cato? Yes. Mr. Larmer? Yes. Mr. Shreya? Yes. Mayor Ruby? Yes. Mr. Stuckey? Yes. Okay, we have no signs on the agenda this evening, so that will take us into our reports. Mr. Stuckey, do we have a report from council? No report. Mr. Mayor, do we have a report this evening? No report. Mr. Wise, any report from the engineer? No report. Okay, that concludes our regular meeting and we'll move into our work session. First up on the agenda, Physicians Ambulance, 9200 Noble Park Drive. If you are here for this, please step up to the podium. Physicians Ambulance? Anyone? <laughs> we tried to do a good thing. Okay. You're up, Jason. Are you here for Physicians Ambulance? I am. We were uh, going to move you up on the agenda. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> Since we have uh, a lot of people here for the Valerie Acres project and didn't want you to have to wait all night. Got it. I don't know so. if my architect is here, though, yet. So. Um, it's not here, but I can speak to, right? Okay. Can I set of drawings? 
Sure. Yeah, that'd be helpful. <laughs> Is she aware of the request and all that? Does she have this? Give him everything. Address for the record. Have you already done that? Address of the business. Uh, Jason Hess, President, Physicians Ambulance. We're located at 9200 Noble Park Drive here in Brexville. Is that H E S S? Yes. Okay. okay. Could you uh, walk us through your application of, of what it what the improvements are that you're seeking? Sure. So we purchased uh, 9200 Noble Park back at the end of October. And we are attempting to enter phase one of a two-phase project to renovate the building inside and out. Uh, particularly, the, this particular project pertains to adding uh, two garage doors on the right side of the building and a driveway that will connect those garage doors. This is for uh, ingress and egress of our ambulances. Currently, the building, the front left of the building has couple loading docks and one central garage door but we um, for safety reasons and also using the right side of the building as our main bay uh, we are looking to add the two garage doors for ingress and egress um, the plans that are up on the screen there you can see everything uh, in the gray area is what we're looking at adding for the first phase and I say the gray area meaning the driveway portion um, and the so we have the two doors on the right side, one one's on the back of the building just because of the way that the beams lie uh, on the inside of the building. And David prepared the application, so I can, I can take questions or kind of talk through in more detail, but our, our intentions are to um, obviously purchase the garage doors and, and go ahead with construction as soon as possible, as soon as weather would be permitting and, uh, of course, pending approval. Mr. Mr. Chairman? Yes. Would you mind if I went through a, couple, a little bit of comments I had? Certainly. Thank you. Uh, Monica reached out to me when they first submitted and uh, to tell us what they were doing. Um, as far as the engineering, I mean, it's a simple driveway going around the north side of the building, reaching to the back. Again, if you look at their drawings, A1, you could see they're just trying to uh, facilitate the use of the building so they can park indoors and then pull back out. Um, Engineering-wise, again, we're looking at this as a very simple driveway on the side of the building. And the only disclaimer that we would put on recommending it for approval would be in the future, if they do come back with the extra parking that is suggested right now called future, at that time we'd have to entertain stormwater management and things like that. Right now, they, their improvements are far less than what's required to require any kind of stormwater management for this. That's all I had. Okay, thank you. Is that understood? Yes. You, okay. Absolutely. Um, are there any questions from Planning Commission? Monica, did you have any 
issues with anything? Okay. Um, from the right up here, everything fits within our ordinances. There are no deviations. There are no variances. Um, no questions or objections from the commission. Uh, so I move for approval and recommendation to city council of preliminary and final approval for construction of an asphalt driveway addition and modification of the existing building to add two new garage door openings at Physicians Ambulance located at 9200 Noble Park Drive, Brexville, Ohio, as described in the application dated January 9, 2023 by Mason A&D and attached documentation and contingent on engineering approval. Second, Mr. Chairman. Ms. Cardos? Yes. Mr. Jansen? Yes. Mr. Pato? Yes. Mr. Marmer? Yes. Mr. Shreve? Yes. Mayor Ruby? Yes. Mr. Stuckey? Yes. Thank you. You're approved. Thank you. Appreciate it. Okay, at this time we will return to our agenda for the public hearing, so let the record state that the Brexville Planning Commission will hold a public hearing on Thursday, January 26, 2023 at 7 p.m. at Brexville City Hall, 9069 Brexville Road, Brexville, Ohio, to review the proposed LB Local Business District conditional use for the Valor Acres Mixed Use Development Fronting Miller Road in Brexville, Ohio, 44. 141. Um, so if you are here for the public hearing, Kevin, you're up. Um, before we get started, I would like to offer clarification to our public that has come for this hearing. Uh, the public or the agenda that was published publicly um, listed a few additional items on that listing that will not be heard tonight. They will be heard at a future meeting. Um, so we are here for the sole purpose of reviewing the local business district conditional use. So to clarify that property is zoned as office lab, the Brexville public approved a conditional use several years ago through the voting process and they are here seeking that conditional use. At this point, Mr. DiGeronimo will take over and make his presentation to the public. Good evening, everyone. Thanks for being here. Um, I know you've taken some time out of your personal lives on a not so fun night to uh, come here. My colleague, Josh Decker, is setting up the uh, presentation um, and at the mercy of uh, the Planning Commission. Some of this info was presented previously, but thought it, um, because this is for the public, that we could um, start from the, from the onset while we set some things up. As a recap, we've been working on this project um, for many years. Uh, back when we made the uh, original agreement, 
with the city to redevelop the former VA property. We've since removed the existing hospital, and as you can see, there's been quite a bit of progress. Um, hitting the flash forward button um, to where we are today, we're, we're really excited to be a part of this project in many different ways, including, uh, which was not part, frankly, of the original plan of relocating our headquarters, our company headquarters, to this site. So as we get into this process, um, we're going to walk you through what our vision is for the site. We're going to do our best to answer any questions or comments you might have uh, to the best of our ability today. And um, we'll try to give you some overall context and then specifically what we're asking for, which um, Mr. Larmer already uh, walked you through uh, the technicality side. Say it again? Yeah, let's start with that. So we're going to start with a, a um, conceptual video that we put together. Um, to show the overall vision for the mixed use area. Can I ask one quick question? Sure. In the mixed use area, is that everything but the Sherman Land site? It's a good question. Why don't we start there? Would you mind pulling up the um, the overall plan if you have it? Or maybe. Get names. Hmm. Yeah. Well, we should ask for its name. What we refer to uh, untechnically as the mixed use area is the area you see in red. The overall site that you see here, and I'm pointing to the Sherwin-Williams campus. This is the Canvas residential campus, which is currently under construction now. This is the area in between. Yeah, no problem. Go back to the video. Feel free to ask questions, but we're just going to let this run through. I might make a few comments here and there, but we're looking north here now. That road you see is Miller Road. And now we are at the southeast corner of Miller Road and Brecksville Road intersection. This is the proposed main entrance to the west of the site. This will be the shared access drive with Sherwin and their employees' main entrance. Heading east showing a proposed grocery pad. We're now heading back south, showing to the right a proposed hotel, and to the left, mixed-use buildings. Those mixed uses will be things like first floor, retail, service retail, restaurants, above, office, residential. Or again, we're looking north from Miller Road. Would you mind pausing it right here? This is the secondary entrance. Um, to your right is what we're calling uh, the office block. This is uh, the building that's just the corner of it's in the picture to the right is what we're proposing is our headquartered office building. We'll have a couple more views of that. And now we're looking west down our main pedestrian mixed-use avenue. Another view of a similar uh, mixed-use main drive. And the overall, this video is conceptual in nature. It is meant to be representative of the overall quality and feel and scale. Um, we do intend this to be a very high-end, four-sided architecture, interactive, um, true mixed-use feel. We are trying to create pedestrian-friendly. We are trying to create a bit of a vibe in certain times of day. 
uh, something that, that has um, a bunch of uses that play off each other at different times. Question, if you could just kind of frame it. Excuse me, could you state your name and address for the record, please? Sure, uh, Richard Hipple. Could you spell the last name? H-I-P-P-L-E, 10035 Hunting Drive, Braxville here. Uh, just, a, just a quick question. How would you frame this as compared to, like, what is it, Pinecrest off of Harvard over Beechwood? Sure. That would be a, kind of a nice way to frame this. Absolutely. Yeah, so um, we were co-developer of, of, of Pinecrest out on, in, in uh, Orange Village. We were, say it again? Talk louder. Okay, sure, sure. Um, we were part of the development team. Uh, and we, we were also the c construction lead on that. Um, so we know it very well. Pinecrest is a, it's a very beautiful development. It's very retail centric. So um, it compares in an overall look and feel and quality from a, an aesthetic standpoint. And, and we did a, a very good job and, and looking back on what you can always do better and what you, what you did well. Well, I think we did well there is the quality was done very well. It won national awards, which is, which is um, hard to do in, in the Cleveland area. But it also um, was really geared towards large retail, um, which is not the intent here. Um, there was the reason for that. Um, it, it's not necessarily representative of the area. It's also not necessarily representative of the current mixed-use model. Um, Pinecrest struggles to keep that 400,000 square feet of retail busy. Not a lot of depth. There's a lot of saturation in that market. And if you've read any of the articles nationally retails tough market to be in right now a lot of those big box retailers uh, struggle with the physical stores they're doing better online right so um, that's an adjustment in the market we want uh, what I would call true balance here we want we want um, it's a little uneven at Pinecrest there's 400,000 square feet of um, retail a lot of it big box um, there's about 175,000 of office less than 100 of, of residential and so it's a little, little uneven in certain ways. We don't want to create. That's that's looking back. You know, Pinecrest probably would would be more appropriate size somewhere in the three hundred to two hundred fifty thousand, which would still be much more than we plan to do here. This plan and this vision, though, it, you know, it has a range. Quite frankly, because we don't have it all figured out, um, is is targeting more like a hundred thousand, give or take, um, and so significantly less. From a scale, Pinecrest is roughly a sixty-acre development. This is um, this mixed use phase. That red area is 23 technically, but some of that extends into the road because of the way the old parcels go. So it's effectively 20 acres of development. So it's about a third in size of Pinecrest if you're looking in terms of scale. Yeah, yeah, and I and I think this is more this is more of a business district. I think there's going to be more office here than that as at Pinecrest, as you've already seen with with Sherwin. Um, ourselves and and we, we we think there's a lot of companies like ourselves in Sherwin that would want to be in a environment like this where there's these co-uses and they have uh, things for the employees to do places for them to live um, and, uh, and create a community that's close um, a lot of employers like ourselves are struggling to keep people in the office um, when everyone did the work to work at home and so this is the environment that is attracting people um, high quality companies that that have high quality employees that will you know the expectation is for them to be at least mostly in the office. This is a quick, you know, the still shot right here. This is a proposed, but not, you know, 
submit for design um, at the main corner of 21 and um, Miller Road. That's another view of our proposed office. <clears throat> Again, this is a street side view to show kind of what we're going for uh, on the look of the main streets. This is showing some mixed use with some restaurant on the first floor. <clears throat> Maybe pause there, Josh, and we'll, that's really the end of the overall tour, but we'll use that maybe for reference if there's any questions. So if you do have any questions, please speak up, state your name and address for the record, and at this point, we would like to hear from the audience. This is what you're here for. If you have any questions, concerns, uh, in, in, anything that uh, you would like to ask, this, this is your time. Hi, uh, Ray Andrews, 9515 Chippewa. Uh, when you're fully built out <clears throat> during the day between 9 and 5, you know, what's your expected uh, total people that will be there? Um, that depends on a, a time of day, and I think you, you, you stated that. Um, our Sherwin has stated that they, they plan to have somewhere in the eight to 900 initial employees. Um, I know we're planning on bringing, although we have, we have a transient workforce because of the nature of our business where we're, we have a lot of projects. So we're, we're planning on about uh, 200 employees that will somehow, some way be, be based out of this location, probably 125 of which will be more regularly based. Um, that's half of the first office building we plan, and we plan another 100,000-ish on this phase so you know we're we're projecting another thousand or so day-to-day -day people in this mixed-use area and then on top of that um, in the evenings to patronize the restaurants and stuff like that um, that'll come down to the the final plan and how specific we, we get with the retail and how many but um, roughly in that in that vicinity thank you Do you, oh, Chris Zach from uh, 10161 Old Orchard Drive? Could you spell the last name? Z A C H. Thank you. I have a couple questions regarding the hotel. Do you have commitments for these now from people that are going to do them as well as the grocery store? We do not have a specific commitment on the grocery store yet. We have talked to several, um, just under a dozen specific grocers. Um, We've talked about this a few times at Planning Commission. We are talking to grocers who are more on the boutique side, 15,000 square foot niche groceries, and we have, we have talked to what I would say is larger but not large format, uh, 40 to 45,000 square foot grocers. Um, would be something similar in size to what you see at Heinen's um, right now, all the way down to like the smaller Trader Joe's if you're looking for examples and everything in between. Nothing larger uh, like the the big Myers, the 150,000, we're, we're not talking that type of grocer here. Um, on the hotel side, we have a hotel partner. Um, they're a firm out of Columbus that actually does a similar trade um, to what we do. They're, they're Crawford Hoying. They're a mixed-use developer, among other things. One of their developments that um, would be a good, if, you don't, if you're not familiar with it, is called Bridge Park. It's in Dublin. Um, very comparable type development. If you were to take 
Pinecrest and Bridge Park and put them together. It's sort of the, what we're shooting for here in terms of um, look, feel, balance. Um, so that's a good reference if you want any homework to go out and look that up. But specific brand of hotel we have not committed to. We have a few in sight and targets. They're higher end, but they're um, they're what we call limited service. They're not. Um, um, we've seen some examples of them, you know, but they're 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 all Marriott, Hilton, or Hyatt type um, versions of that. Well, let me ask you this, and and I don't know the numbers, but you know, within a thousand feet, you have a hotel. Mm -hmm. uh, that used to be the old Holiday Inn, which never seems to be occupied. Mm -hmm. Just a bunch of trucks. Sure. Why would this one be any better in your mind? And I guess I'll go a little bit further. I, I spent two years ago on five months of grand jury duty. And when I when we had cases involving Independence, Westlake, nice areas, the crime revolved around the hotels. The hotel. The hotels was where the crime uh, existed. And, I, you know, why would that be different here, I guess? First off, um, I would say that the, the demographics and the, um, the mixed-use component around this hotel would make it very different. And, and so it, the studies and marketability suggest very much that it would do well. So there is a market for it. Um, what I would say in comparison to the examples you gave, um, and it's a fair question, um, those hotels are a bit tired, and they're they're a bit old-fashioned um, single-pad hotel developments that um, do cater to some portions of the business crowd, but that's not their intent. This this intent is to cater to during the week the business crowd that'll be visiting the businesses or staying in the vicinity of the businesses that it supports in the mixed use. So. Um, if you were to run a roster of the people who they were staying, once it was up, you know, it would be a lot of people staying who are visiting and doing business with Sherwin-Williams, a lot of people that would be doing business with our company and the other companies that are located there. Um, on the weekends and such, we'd also expect to see, still see some of that. Um, but we would also expect to see, you know, some more of the leisure, being that it's a nicer quality hotel. Um, some of those concerns are definitely on the, the lower end. But you, you do have to you do have to operate correctly. Um, and so it is our intent to be part of the operations team for those exact reasons. Um, you know, we have examples of projects in which the mixed use component protects and insulates from that type of issue um, because it's active. It's not just people coming in and out and dead in the evenings once people are already there, which attracts a certain type of uh, uh, stigma or whatever you want to say. But this is, this is meant to be a vibrant, active area, and, and usually that's how you protect from that. One one last one, and let somebody else go. But um, you haven't mentioned apartments. I mean, is that still in the plan here? Yes, we do plan on having some additional residential. We haven't determined exactly how much of that there will be and how much of that would be for sale and for rent, but there will be both components um, as part of the mixed-use area. The most likely areas would be a combination of these two buildings, Are there any uh, federal laws we need to worry about when you build apartments, such as building low-end apartments versus high-end, a combination? Um, there used to be under Obama. I, I'm not totally understanding. I mean, obviously you have you have 
all types of um, code and, and mandates and all that that um, you got to follow to properly construct. Um, and the city has zoning and all that that we have to be, but nothing, um, if you're talking like low income or any of those, that, that's not part of the plans at all. Well, there was a plan under Obama to, if you no. built so many apartments that were high end, you had mm -hmm. to build so many that were low end. We don't, we don't have any of those. Then it was those. taken away by Trump, and now it's back on the books, it seems, under Biden. Yeah, we don't have any of that type of um, rules or regulations to follow in this, in this, uh, in this plans. Okay. Thank you, sir. Do you want to go? Uh, Can I pull your raise your hand? Uh, yeah, sure. Um, uh, am I allowed to make comments as well, or? I think so. Yes. Can we have your name, Okay. Sir? Uh, Nathan Kehoe at 10210 Whitewood Road. Could you spell your last name, please? K-E-H-O-E. -E. Thank you. Um, so I actually think this is kind of neat. Um, I think, personally, I think that more of, I guess, the country, I guess, um, should consider more, like, mixed use like this. I thought this was kind of cool. Um... I think it's be great to have more walkability, more like walkable areas like this, um, more denser, I guess you can say, um, developments like this. Um, uh, could I make some suggestions, though, if you're able to? Sure. Um, I <clears throat> so I noticed in the plans, um, there's not really a lot of. Um, Biking infrastructure. Um, I think it would be kind of neat to see maybe more of like separate uh, biking infrastructure, rather it be like part of the road or their own lanes. Um, especially since it's right across, kind of across from Metro Parks, I think it would be kind of neat to sort of connect the two in a way. Um, let people who want to use their bikes or kids that are around there be able to use them, um, separate from car traffic and human traffic. Um, yeah, I think that's my only suggestion right now. <laughs> I, we appreciate the comments. Um, we, we were, we're pretty excited about it too. And, um, we agree in, in general, this is, this is not only, um, I think what's, what's called for today. It's, we're, we're looking forward to how a project like this looks 50 years from now and how and how that it that's why we'll, we'll preach flexibility and balance a lot because we want to be able to adjust to um, keep it viable and what you see you know in, in instances like um, on, on some of the hotels on Rockside Road you know they were built with an era of a sea of, of asphalt in their own domain their own curb cut there's very little connectivity and and that's a byproduct once that ages out right so what we're trying to do um and we have we just haven't shown there there will be absolutely connections up to the towpath trail absolutely oh, oh um, yeah. <laughs> it, it, we we've had conversations indirectly with the city and directly with metro parks we're having a meeting very soon with uh um um uh, the cuyahoga valley national parks to how we integrate so there's there's Believe me, that's one of the biggest assets here is, is and I'm, I'm, a, I'm a Brexville resident, so I live here, and I know um, some of those assets that we want to use and play off of, and 
um, the, the connectivity, walkability, um, biking, all that's going to be taken into consideration because we think it's really important. Cool. Thank you. Yep. Uh, Nancy Woeful, W-O-E-L-F-L, 10216 Woodview Way. Um, based on the appearance of the monolithic apartment building going up at the north end of the property, the five-story building, I really object to another cluster of five-story buildings. I need the, uh, I think the height of the buildings needs to come down because what you've got at the north end is just totally overwhelming and I think very out of character with the with the community. And so I I I would encourage you. I and I wonder, I have to I have to say this, based on the chairman's statement that you're so close to approval, I really wonder if anything the residents say here tonight is going to matter. Uh, I'm John Wolfel, same address as the previous speaker. Uh, well, you know, I get to live in the garage. Uh, I got really two questions. Uh, one is, you know, you've shown some really nice uh, designs. What uh, type of guarantee, if you will, is the community going to have that there's going to be some control over the design of these buildings? My favorite analogy to the type of design that goes on in the uh, Cleveland area is the war, World War II boxcar designs. And um, th th there's some second-rate cities in China that got better design than we've got in any in area of the United States. So my first question is, is what type of guarantee do we have that there's going to be something that's going to uh, really help uh, make this an exciting place to go with some unique designs, if you will. And I got uh, a second question. Sure. Um, to the first statement, we, we, we fully intend to um, actually construct and design to what we proposed here in the video. Um, I would state from a, from a ground level, the city has a base mandate in the code that it stipulates certain building types, and we will not be dropping anywhere near or below obviously um, the quality of buildings that are already demanded today we plan to far exceed them um, everything we're showing here is four-sided architecture it's stone or panel um, or glazing or a mixture of both to, to transition to different areas so we we intend to use high quality materials and everything that is above standard code um, there is absolutely a bunch of steps that we need to um, in order to get approval and allow that this to actually move forward, we work with the Planning Commission on a series of meetings, sometimes more meetings than I think they even want to have, um, to address specific items just like that. Um, if you followed along on some of the finished details um, on the residential at Canvas alone, there was, there was more than a dozen meetings on specific materials and how and um, and, and, and even <clears throat> particular wraps that were very, very, you know, uh, intricate and nuanced. So we, you know, it's a fair question, but we have no, um, we have no concerns from our end that we're not going to hit uh, a very high degree of, of quality standard. 
Well, I'd really like to encourage the city and the folks that are involved with that, that there needs to be some type of a design review as part of the approval process on these buildings. And uh, I think that would be very helpful if something like that was done. Then my uh, second question is, you said it's like a, about a 20-acre site, give or plus or minus. What's your floor area ratio? Say that again. What is your floor area ratio for this 20-acre site? Um, I don't. Yeah, I've, I couldn't offhand answer that, but I can I can figure that out and state it publicly in the next meeting to, to make sure we follow up with an answer. This kind of ties into what my wife was talking about. Um, I guess I'm not necessarily sold that you need five five story buildings in there. And, uh, you know, if your floor area ratio, depending on what that turns out to be, I know you got, you're got you showing a lot of open space. A lot of it's taken up with parking. But um, you're showing a lot of open space in there. But uh, I think really think you need to make this a community-focused um, area, if you will, because you are including residential in there. And if you want to make your uh, – one of my big gripes about that Pinecrest is that it's about as – pedestrian friendly is a railroad track and uh, it would help if you made this uh, this thing a little bit more pedestrian friendly and be able to bring the community community in to take advantage of whatever commercial you bring into that area uh, I think that would help solve some of the problems that you might be having over there at uh, at, uh, at Pinecrest take it for what it's worth As I'm walking over here, I just wanted to kind of piggyback on what you were saying about approvals. Um, so every building and use actually requires an approval. So what you're seeing tonight, by all, by all means, is no final appro approval for anything. It's going to go through a very layered approval approach. I just had a uh, follow-up, uh, Dick Hipple again. Um, you know, I've, been, I've lived here a long time. I'm glad to hear that you're a Brexville resident. You know, one of the things that's lacking in Brexville, it's it's woefully short of any kind of sophisticated retail at all, and uh, as opposed to a lot of other communities. I've always felt that this was our opportunity to really do something nice on the retail side. And I'm not saying it has to be overwhelming big box or anything else. But if we don't, is there a minimum requirement for the retail space here? Or is this just open-ended? But if we don't do something really nice in the retail, it could be boutique shops or whatever, and have some kind of a minimum, we're really blowing an opportunity. Because otherwise, from a retail standpoint, Prexville has really blown it. And this is our opportunity to, to make something nice here. So that's, that's an editorial. But I would really like to know, do we have a minimum requirement on the retail side? The standard um, that is cited both in our development agreement directly with the city and even with our agreement um, as part of with Sherwin-Williams is that we develop a balanced mixed-use center so that um, any yeah, one particular use doesn't get too um, well, elevated versus others. So your definition of a balance would be what kind of minimum on a retail side? 
right now, I Again, would say. Again, without a guarantee, all that kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, but what, yeah. what conceptually, what does that bring to you? I think in, in this phase, what we're planning for, it's it's the 100,000, give or take, number of square footage. Does that exclude the grocery store, which is not defining what it here. doesn't in includes the grocery store but what it doesn't include is the large version of the grocery store so it's about the, the smaller yeah so i i don't i almost pull that one out because the grocery store is sure. not retail sure yeah and and, and we got lots of grocery stores together the giant and the high names i don't know why we need a grocery store here but yeah that's a whole other question ground floor area we're hovering give or take um hundred and fifty thousand total ground floor square foot area so that's what that hundred comes from is that say two-thirds of that will be retail others will be you know amenities or service or lobby space for the um the second and, and above floors I, i'd encourage the group here to make something decent in Brickville on a retail basis we, we don't have all right ray andrews again <clears throat> i have two things really um this follows up to my original question about number of people it seems like over the past 10 years, all of the growth in the city has been south off Snowville for residential. And now this is going in. This is probably a question for the city. You know, are there plans uh, to put services, even if it's an EMS squad or a small fire station or something to accommodate the growth down there? <clears throat> and the second question following up on you and uh, your point about Cuyahoga Valley and the Metro Parks, it would be great to partner with them on some kind of retail space, uh, bike rental, something that would make sense. You know, uh, that would be another suggestion, I guess. We, we're, not, we're not only open to that, we hope it happens as much as you do. So, and yeah, we're, we're, we're in active conversations with both groups. I'm Gary Klein from 13114 Snowville Road, K-L-E-I-N. I'd like to reiterate that young fellow that uh, asking for bike infrastructure, I think that that is important. Um, we see the amount of bikes steadily increase up and down Snowville, um, which is also a concern as far as to the amount of traffic. Have you done studies as far as the impact? on traffic on throughout the city uh, what you're bringing in as far as the this couple in front of me i i would reiterate with them also I, i'm concerned about the scale of this as far as is it suitable uh development um we're not against the development but it's the concern of our scale uh lastly um <clears throat> there's a lot of asphalt there what are you doing for stone storm water management in terms of bioswales any you know besides just dumping it somewhere else considering you're part of the watershed for the Kiowa River that's all so I'll address the storm um, from day one early on even before this um, phase was contemplated to this level of um, design we knew we had to address stormwater we've been um, some of the very first meetings um, with with residents and uh, on Westview and other areas we're with those residents and understanding what their issues have been meeting with um, the sewer district meeting with with mr. wise and team and planning properly for the storm 
the first phase of this site stormwater plan was actually implemented with what's under construction now with canvas um, being the phase one of residential so we have actually started that um, detention pond up here and some of the infrastructure that's already installed into this area already is already preparing for us to uh, in the future connect to it um, there will also eventually need to be in this connecting area um, some additional detention retention and um, you know bioswales and things that you've mentioned there to deal with additional water but a great majority of the infrastructure for this mixed-use area the area in red has already been planned for um, you know we've put in the temporary structures prior to when we started and we now have a, a, a good portion of the permanent structures installed or in in some sort of operating way and it's, it's done um, it's certainly started to do the job we hoped it would in conjunction with the work that Sherwin has done in rerouting and dealing with their detention. Um, you got to remember the site sat for 60 years um, plus with the, with the old design with, with not really modern engineering behind it. And so we were very confident that even um, some of the early phases that we've already enacted, we're going to do what it's currently doing, which is help with the stormwater. And we have no intention of taking a step back with this phase. So we will continue to do our job there and make sure that we don't impact the stormwater negatively. Lead certified, probably none. There'll be lead principles, so. I mean, um, depending on where you fall in the industry, um, since we're pretty heavy in construction, lead ha lead is a very well-intentioned program and completely appropriate for certain institutional. Um, projects on the private side um, we we all follow and thanks to their good start back in the late 90s we now follow almost as an industry norm a lot of lead principles meaning we use the highest efficiency HVAC mechanical roofing uh, glazing systems because they're not only um, the most efficient but now they're also the most cost-effective not necessarily at the one-time upfront cost but in an ongoing operation model so um, We've re done things from a concept from the very get-go, which is recycle a lot of the materials instead of disposing them from the demolition. We separated the environmental, went out and actually what we call in the in the business gutting and, and um, mitigating the environmental so that we could recycle a lot of the materials from the project itself instead of disposing of a lot of them. So it started from day one. We'll continue that. But from a technical lead standpoint, probably few of the buildings, if any, will we'll, we'll hit the actual... Rob Garrison, 9499 Greystone Parkway. Uh, so question is kind of piggybacking off the gentleman's question back there. As far as the, the storm water, so you've got the retention pond. And I live just a few streets over there. I'm sure you probably know where that is. Um, oh, hey, we're there. <laughs> um, my question is, so there's a number of creeks that kind of spill into the neighborhoods just to the, um, to the north there, right past the single family. Yep. Um, so as part of that stormwater program, and it's more like a technical question, are, are those creeks going to be diverted into that, into that pond and then ultimately into the city sewer system? Or like, how are you handling that? Because um, I know there's a number of runoff issues into the neighborhoods, um, and they have their, there's some 
retention ponds over there as well that have built up with sediment and all those kind of things. Um, so how, how does that all tie in, if you could speak to that? Well, there's multiple, <clears throat> there's multiple kind of streams, especially to the west or creeks, depending mm -hmm. on how they classify. There's a series of detention or retention ponds planned for this. This is just a conceptual that would actually catch some of that water, slow it down before it hits some of those existing streams. What you're seeing here catches a predominant majority of this site before it goes back into the existing culvert, back to the north. Um, Sherwin-Williams is part of their work. What they did was take the stream that was running through almost the center of their property and, and wrap it around the outside of their property, giving it more floodplain area to collect both volume and, and um, speed. And so that work is pretty much completed. There will be, once we get to the west side of the creek, there'll be additional, right, you see there now is temporary um, in order to yeah. uh, allow for what was under construction to the west side of that creek and culvert. And then eventually there'll be a additional detention when those homes come under construction to deal with that additional stormwater. So, okay, so the, the creeks are going to still continue, but yes. the idea is to kind of slow it down Correct. and absorb some of the water. With Properly, because yeah. prior to this, it, it was just yeah. what was It's just running there. off. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay, thank you. And then the uh, just second question has to do with uh, kind of just lighting. Um, can you speak to kind of like nighttime light pollution, all those kind of things? Good question. Um, we follow what's called dark skies criteria. That means there'll be no spillover um, lumens that go past our property line. Now, to be very clear, though, what that means is there will not be the glow haze lighting up your backyard if you have line of sight to a light like you see on the um, interstate from a mile away, you could still see a light if there's not a tree or something blocking it. But what it means is it won't be lighting up your backyards like Progressive Field or any of that spillover haze. Um, we spent quite a bit of time on that, especially in the um, residential phase, um, and uh, very diligent about that. So, um, again, back to even lead principles, modern LEDs, you need less lights. Um, modern technology in terms of how you aim and point lights, whatever, it all ties into less power consumption. All these things are aligning as opposed to being conflicting. Um, the only thing we have to hit, you know, is minimum lumens for things like lights, uh, life safety and uh, stuff like that. I don't anticipate this area having any effect whatsoever um, near, and we spend a lot of time on, on Canvas to make sure that that area, which was closer to residential, wouldn't either. Thank you. Looking forward to the uh, restaurants. Me too. <laughs> Me too. Anyone on this side? Everybody is. Gary Slaby, uh, 4595 Silver Creek. And the last gentleman asked the question, the exact question I was going to ask, and you addressed it. Uh, one little addition to that, though, is... Um, you mentioned about the retention pond and how the streams are going. Since that's not public access land in the past, so everybody knows that the, the water goes, there's two streams coming through the country woods and it goes on the other side of the park uh, towards where the Highland School was. But coming this way into the development area, again, since it wasn't public access, I don't know where that water ever went. And I know you're addressing the, 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 the retention pond, and you said that there's some, something behind it that the water goes through. The only thing that I would add on to this 
is that there's a lot more concrete and asphalt structure now. So you may have addressed the water coming through the streams to that area, but what about the additional water that might be running off the land that used to be absorbed into the land is now on asphalt or concrete? Is that going to be enough to be taken care of as well? The short because you're just you're disturbing nature, and any time there's a disruption to nature, the natural flow, sure. a lot of times good things don't happen. With with there's a lot of um, a lot of nuance and engineering that goes into answering that technically, but from a short answer, um, the answer is yes. We 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 do have to take. Um, into account what's considered non-pervious areas, which are things like asphalt, concrete, and all that, um, and, and versus green areas, which are pervious but still have stormwater uh, to be dealt with. It's different calculations. I'm, I'm getting out of my realm. Mr. Wise could explain it a lot better. But it, I think it, to make you comfortable, to let you know that there's a very diligent process in engineering that we have to follow and to get approval from both the city, from, from um, Northeast Ohio Sioux District, from even the county, in different um, watersheds so all those processes are in place they're they're very rigorous um, and so and they're they're frankly rigorous because of the reaction to what you know has been occurring prior to these projects and it's a highly sensitive item to say the least so I would just say you know we continue to follow it we know it's a it's a big sensitivity we've had meetings just on stormwater several several meetings um, doesn't mean we're perfect it doesn't mean that mistakes aren't made but I, I can tell you that so far so very good in terms of things have you know if we've had events significant events in the last two three years since these systems have started to come under place and so far things have have happened um, so uh, very well from a standpoint there was actually one incident that we had a temporary we had a temporary wall up when we were making the switch over from the old creek to the new and we got caught in the middle and one of the walls blew out and we had a little bit of uh, sediment one night that ran uh, clear in about three hours but besides that it's been almost um, as planned and um, as close to great as you could have it and we plan on keeping it that way so hi uh, my name is Michael Weiss 7456 Old Quarry Lane Weiss W-E-I-S-S as in Sam Sam so I have a couple questions. First, I guess to lead off of, you know, you, you kind of made a comment about you try to do the best you can, and I get, you know, mistakes are made. Is there what is what are people's um, what can they fall back on? Is there a, is there going to be a bond put up in case these backyards do ultimately get flooded, or there are problems that unforeseen problems that occurred after construction? Now, I don't live directly impacted. Sure. I'm on the north side, but it's just, you know, I, I get all these engineers, they draw everything up, and they do their best calculations, but what happens if they miss something or if something's not right or they didn't take something into consideration? What, what, what do the residents have to fall back on? Um, generally speaking, a lot of professionals take very seriously their <coughs> PE stamps and licensing um, I'm, I'm not questioning anybody's yeah ability. no I, I I can tell you but the idea of somebody just stamping a, a stormwater plan without giving it rigorous study and consideration is just not um, it just doesn't it doesn't happen um, it doesn't mean mistakes don't get made or whatever it doesn't mean that there's not weaknesses in systems um, 
you know, um, there's a lot of natural occurring things that are planned for certain year events that aren't planned for every event. Um, so, but what I can say is based on um, what we have, what happened the three years prior to us putting in the, the storm uh, temporary sediment and detention systems that we put in, what Sherwin has done in the three years prior to, and three years after, significant improvement. So I think some of the proof is already in the pudding and we'll continue to do that as we progress in later phases. I don't, I don't know how to answer, is there anything specific? Um, you, you can sue anyone in this country at this point. Um, so there's always so that. So the, the developer is not putting up a bond to, in case there's costs that residents incur no, and to? No, that wouldn't be a market uh, ask for that to, to occur. Okay. Um, and then I guess my main question goes back to the retail component. Now, if I understand what you said, you said it was gonna be about 90 to 100,000 square feet of retail. Yeah. And that's kind of what I'm struggling with. And you, you made a comment about you wanted boutique, you wanted a balance. There aren't, and I guess full disclosure, I am a commercial real estate broker and, and I specialize in tenant rep. Uh, I, I work with probably eight to 10 national retailers. And I just, knowing this meeting was coming up, I was kind of surprised when I saw this last plan because I figured with the uh, economic uh, situation we just came out with, with costs, overruns, everything, the retail would really be minimized, especially with the direction the retail is going. And I asked just a bunch of my clients just on the phone today, what do you think of this project? And you know, and I knew what their answer was going to be is, you know, Brexville, it's got the demographics, it's got the incomes, it's got a lot of great things. What it doesn't have is the population. That's why Brexville is kind of surrounded by these retail nodes. Northwest, you got Parma, uh, Pleasant Valley. East, you got Macedonia. South, you got Montrose. What do, and that's what I'm struggling with is if you're going for retail and you're, you're going for kind of more of a boutique feel how are they going to pay for this? Because with the cost of construction, how are these tenants going to be able to with, pay the rent that is going to cost to move into these projects? And then on top of that, don't we have a bunch of vacancies in downtown Brexville that I would call boutique retail that's available today, second generation? And I, I, I just, I guess I just, you know, and I know how the Fairmount, how Fairmount put their project together in uh, uh, Pinecrest. You know, they bought a lot of those deals. They put hundreds of thousands of dollars into these tenants' pockets to be able to build these restaurants out. And how many have turned over? I mean, I, we, I moved to Braxville. I'm not originally from Braxville. I'm probably one of the newer here. I've been 10, 15 years. But we moved to Brexville because of the flavor and the feel of Brexville today. The project, if it was going in an office direction, I would be 100% for it. And take out what's happening with the office. I, I understand that, that issue. But bringing in those high paying jobs and bringing in those quality companies, that's what a project like this really needs. The retail, what happens in five years when that space is vacant? You know as well as I do, retail ages. And you, you, you look at some of these spaces after they've been turned over two or three, four times, how they look. And it's just, that's, again, I know I, I may sound like I'm a hypocrite because 
I'm, everybody in my office calls me a NIMBY, not in my backyard. But it's, if I wanted to, if I wanted Pinecrest, if I wanted Bridge Park, if I wanted Easton, I'd live there. We moved to Brecksville because of the, the, the fabric and the feel of Brecksville today. Well, that's really, I guess I didn't really have too many questions. It's more just comment. But I, I, I guess my, my one question is, these retailers, who are you talking to that's going to fill 100,000 square feet? Because I don't know any of them. Especially we, grocers. We, I, yeah, we, we, we clearly disagree on the marketability, and that's okay. Yeah. Um, and in terms of what the desire of the community um, and what will support, it's a, it's a tough balance. It's, to your point in general, this, this isn't easy. Um, and anyone who says it is isn't, isn't being honest. And, and so I think we've said that a few times, why we need to be flexible and why we need to do the right things that sometimes appear to be confusing because we, we're not committing to do this until we can show that we can do it. So when um, are you building? Are you building prospectively, or are you building once you sign nope, leases? Or? No, it'll, it'll, it'll be like any mixed-use development we've done, a mix of both. Um, and we've, the good thing here from a marketability, we've, we've got anchors. Um, we've got Sherwin, we've got ourselves, we've got a hotel. We're very, we feel very strong about that we'll land the right grocery. Um, but it's also why we're not proposing to build 400,000 square foot of retail. Um, it's why we're proposing to build what functionally will end up being a minimum of, of, of 70-ish because I'm taking the grocery out. Um, I, mean, I know so, you brought up Trader Joe's. I yeah. presented Trader Joe's, the former Giant Eagle, in the center of town. And their first, they look at the top line demo sheet. Sure. They looked at the population. Like, no, we're not going here. Sure. No, I, I, I just it's, don't under. I, it's, in that it's, fifteen, twenty thousand square foot range, unless you're going after a boutique. But then again, it falls back on economics. How are they going to pay for this? Look, I, I, I appreciate the commentary, and I live that life every day. So I can, I can, I can relate. Um, the other part I do want to touch on is, you know, there were several instances where, where residents stepped up to say what they wanted here. One was in the referendum vote, which, which allowed for the zoning that we currently have, which is the ordinance that was passed that we're referencing here tonight. Um, we also participated in numerous community surveys. We, we were here, we presented on both Central School and, and this site together, and we had committees that were formed and we sat down. And we've also done our own internal work, non-publicly. And so... Um, you know, I, I, we believe very strongly in this vision, and it's going to be successful. Um, is it going to be easy? Not a chance. It's going to be difficult, and it's going to, it's going to look, look pretty, and we're going to make it that way. Um, and that doesn't even mean we won't hit hiccups. Um, but it very much set the stage for this to be done right. The ramps are going to significantly help that. Um, the commitment to some of the growth that we're having here, it's why we need to have balance. It's why we need to have additional residential and why we are leaning very heavily on office. We're leaning very heavily on, on um, what we have here today. I would also argue that a lot of those same things were said when, when we had to go fight the uphill battle to land Sherwin-Williams here. And we had the same conversations, and they said the same things. Can you build this? Can you, can you really support this? Do we have the demographics here? Do we have the ability to have housing? Do we have it? All those things are what the, we, we stepped up for, the city stepped up for, and, and had to, you know, that was uphill too. And so um, we're very eager to show what we can do here. So we, we believe very strongly in it. But at the same time, appreciate your comments. Is there anyone else who hasn't spoken yet who wants to go first? I 
Sorry, we'll go down the down the road. Gary Klein again. Just a quick question: um, Have you ever considered uh, uh, incubator, an entrepreneurial hub? Did you consider look at that as far as for your office space? We are in many different ways because there's uh, um, I, there's large, medium, and small incubator space um, in the office, and there will absolutely be co-working areas. Uh, that allow people who from one to five office in different parts of, of the mixed use and other areas that allows them to grow into 2,500 square foot users to 5,000 square foot users to 25,000 square users and beyond. Um, some of our past projects have incubator space. Um, and so we're, we're pretty confident that that is going to be a very, it's, it's, a, it's a great idea, something we're, we already have done in other settings and plan to expand upon here. I just had a quick follow-up. As far as the uh, the retail square footage, isn't a subset of that going to be restaurants? Yeah. So okay. if you have four mid- to large-scale restaurants, that could be 40,000 square feet. Of, which of we this. definitely don't right. have around which, here. Which we could use. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we're, we're, we're pretty eager. The restaurant, we think, is, a, is, a, is, is probably an outlier to the, to the national – demographics of, of what the retail industry is going through right now. We think this is actually a, a, a very, very strong location for restaurants. Uh, Chris Zach again. Hey, uh, I had a question. For the last 25 years, the property across the street's been for sale off and on. you have any involvement in trying to do something with that as well? When you say across the street, right there, that there. that's been for there's been for sale signs on that thing. Yeah, I've um, lived there 37 that was, years. That was purchased <laughs> always, by the conservancy. It's always for what, sale. Wasn't that purchased by the conservancy? It's to the has it? Yeah, it's that's it's now belongs to Metro Parks yeah. now. It's a conservancy. Oh, good, yeah. great. Yeah. Okay, great. Yeah, so that won't that won't be developed. It, it, it's very much a lot of wetlands and stuff that that proved to be something you wouldn't want to develop. Thank you, uh, Nathan Keo, back again. Um, I don't um, I apologize if you already brought this up, but um, I was curious if you aren't able to, if you're not able to partner up with the grocery store and the grocery space, um, do you have any plans for when my, when my also come in or are you waiting for grocery in general? We're waiting for the right grocer. Um, to be fair without, we, we, we could have a grocer there today um, and we want to make sure it's the right fit. So, um, you know, we're very confident that we're going to land a grocer, and we want to make sure we do the right thing. Um, okay. Um, I was going to suggest, if not there, uh, I was going to suggest maybe, if not in that space or some other space around there, um, or in the development, uh, may I suggest a movie theater if you're able to? <laughs> that's, um, uh, I believe that's one of the excluded uses, Mayor. Um, okay. And 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 it, again, a really tough market right now. Movie theaters are going under left and right. Okay. Even if even if that wasn't an issue, really really tough um, subset of of uh, of ownership. Regal um, is just an example of recently around here of of, of movie okay. theaters closing. That's fair. Thank you. No problem. Thanks, Nathan. Thank you so much. Anyone else over here?
Any other questions or comments? Thank you. Uh, motion to close the public hearing. Second. So moved. Mr. Chair, if I may, so we did receive some written comments. So I don't know if you want to enter those into the record at this point. Sure. There are four, four emails. You want me to go through those? These. Did you, as commission, prefer to re have those read out loud, or did you just want to enter them into the record as? Um, we all have them. We can just enter them into the record. Yeah. Okay. They're on the table. So, so received. Um, okay. So the motion to close the public hearing was seconded. Ms. Cardos? Yes. Mr. Jansen? Yes. Mr. Cardo? Yes. Mr. Larmer? Yes. Mr. Shreya? Yes. Mayor Ruby? Yes. Mr. Stuckey? Yes. And to all the public that participated tonight, just a reminder that this was for the purpose of reviewing the conditional use overlay. There will be additional steps in the development process. As we make our way through, there will be additional public hearings where you're all welcome to come in and provide your thoughts. Those will be published as they are applied for. Um, that would take us back into our work session. Our only item on the agenda tonight, Valerie Akers. Hello again. As a, as a recap where we left off um, in our earlier this month meeting, we advanced what we had just reviewed publicly, um, item number one of the four to the public meeting. And there were three other items that we, for lack of better terms, tabled to, to have the opportunity to address some of the comments and to um, resubmit with some additional info. He's getting, uh, Josh is getting set up, so if you don't mind giving us a minute. Conditional use first. Do we not want to just do the conditional use first and get that out of the way? He's asking if we're going to address the conditional use first. So um, I don't know what's technically appropriate, but our, our thought was to address um, the Planning Commission's comments to the public meeting comments and if there's any additional questions that came from that to see if that was something that was the commission was comfortable moving forward with or had any other commentary on. Okay. I think the direction that uh, we were, were leaning towards going is having, uh, you have asked us to consider a conditional uh, yeah. use permit, that's what you're here for tonight. Yes. So uh, why don't we get to that and yeah, if which, Mr. Chairman, if you agree with that and I do agree with that. That's that's uh, number one on our list. That's what the public hearing was for. Yeah. Um, 
do you have any anything to address on on that topic beyond what's already been presented? No, I I, I thought that the generally speaking the feedback was was well warranted, fair questions, um, and happy to address any of the specifics that we that I may not have when I when I rambled in my responses. Um, you know, we obviously feel like the the use is appropriate and was what the ordinance and what was voted for was intended for um, and what we've been steering towards along this way. So um, I don't know that we have too much more commentary on it unless there's any specifics from the commission that we didn't address and you'd like us to. Mr. Chairman, I have a couple. Mr. Stuckey. A um, couple items. I've, I've heard the uh, 70,000 to 100,000 retail. I've heard the restaurants and are, are part of that. Um, box are... Um, Offices. What are, what are you planning on for offices approximately? How many square? What we have shown today, well, just our, what we're, item number four for our office is 100,000 square feet over um, a, a range of about 10,000 square foot of retail, which would be a restaurant. That's what's shown that we're actually showing today. Um, in this for, for entire the whole plan. For the whole plan, um, we're showing another approximately 140,000 conceptualized so you're looking at 240 yeah yes 250 ish thousand square feet okay um, two similar buildings one one similar to our building similar when I say um, and then um, what we're calling a mid-size um, liner unit office building which would actually be um, on the east side building H building H That would be um, what we're calling a liner office building. Kevin, at, at, at the last meeting, I thought you commented that you were at that time contemplating 100,000 to maybe up to 150,000 of retail. Is it now down to 150,000? Or maybe you I know what I've, what I've, what I thought. What yeah. you were talking about Pinecrest being 400. Yeah, thousand and it yeah. was too much. Yeah, so so it depends on if to, to the gentleman's question whether you count the um, grocery or not. And again, some of that range is with a range within a range. Okay. Um, Non-grocery retail, I would say the target today is seventy-five thousand because the target size for a grocer is in that twenty-five thousand, and that's where that hundred thousand square foot of retail derives. The range drives from does that grocer get bigger and within the margins, given a little flexibility in the other retail, um, within five to 10,000 square feet. Okay. And, and just to finish my question, so we have 240 approximately office. Mm -hmm. We have uh, 100,000 retail, mm -hmm. including the, the, the grocery store. Yeah. Um, how much residential? From a square foot or unit? I see, I see 120 units is what I look at. Um, I would say the range of residential is somewhere between 175 units to up to 250 units, an average size being about 850. So you would have 200-ish thousand, give or take that range in, in a similar well, in vein. Phase one, we have 240 units of apartments, correct, Monica? We have 158. Is it? I, I well, we, again, we, we're not asking okay, for no, that. I'm just, I'm just looking because, you know, this is, this is the, the apartments 
you know, I could see if these, I, I just, I don't know whether everybody up here understood that they were looking for this many more apartments as part of this. Uh, of residential, property. residential. Because we, for sale. Are there going to be condos? There could be condos, and there, there will be. Where, how, yes. It, so it's not necessarily um, all rentals. So say that a number again, you're looking for how many units? 175 through <clears throat> 250. Again, that depends on if, um, when we walked through it the other week, really building F is the one that's most in flux, I would argue. We're pretty confident that E is residential. Um, we're fairly confident that a portion of D is residential. Does F become more office, limited retail, shorter? That's the one that's up in the air, and that's where the range so drives the from. Question: Are they going to have first floor retail, or is this just going to be all uh, like a first one, floor retail? One, okay. Yeah. So with that, in a mixed use with a PD, PDA, what is what is that considered? Is that is that Monica, if you don't mind? So procedurally, so well per the ordinance fifty eleven, which established the overlay district and then subsequently was was passed by the by the voters um, there's no first floor ra permitted um, but ra in itself without first floor is permitted as a conditional use so it's going to be a similar approval to what's before you right now for lb for the whole site except when they're ready to come forth with the hotel or sorry the the apartments and actually the hotel for that matter they're going to be um, required to request a conditional use for an apartment, an RA overlay district, as well as the motor services district for the hotel. So it's going to be another. What height are they allowed to do if they're not box, if they're not offices? What's their height? So that's a, a class two um, under the business plan development area process that they're they're pursuing. But the BPDA allows for the planning commission to uh, deviate from that standard for class height. Right, but if the we, standard is which? So class two is fifty foot. I think. So, be four, so that would be four stories. Yeah, and then class three is seventy-five to eighty feet. With and there could be small percentages. Yeah, so twenty percent can be, I believe, for for class three up to ninety feet. And, and just you know, the way I feel about this, I do not think we need that many more apartments. And for, for sure, we don't need them five-story high. You know, and, and if we have, a, we have an actual code for this, I, you know, they ha my opinion is they should be four stories. You know, the five stories are just way too much, and this is way, <coughs> too, you know, w way too many apartments. My feeling was this was going to be office and not apartments. And when I, when I hear 175 to 250, it's just it's, it's too many on that site. I'm now confused. <laughs> Are we talking about the residential development that has been approved thus far? Are we talking about this one building here on the corner of Miller and 21, which we are considering along with the conditional use permit? Yeah, I think we're getting a Do you little... plan on putting any apartments in this building? No. Okay. Do you plan on building any four-story apartments in phase one anywhere? Four-story apartments. In phase, in phase, in phase one shoes. that you have potentially, here, yeah, mayor. in the red area, yeah. yeah do you plan on building a four-story, in other words, all four floors or five floors of apartments? No, they'd, they'd be over retail. So the those kind of buildings are a residential building is 
is that is what already has been planned and that's already been before us and in, no. in, in approved that over no, there. We're not seeking that at this point. Right. So we're not really considering that and that's not part of your plan. Correct. Part of your plan would be perhaps to put one or two floors on these buildings as we suggested to you when you first came in the door that if you're going to put in a retail use or you're going to put in an office use you may wish to put an apartment on the upper level in in some form to give us a little more extra residential is that not correct correct all right and and in certain instances we would be looking at likely but are not today uh, for that to be as tall as five stories and not more um, and in some instances the first two floors could be well, first floor retail second floor office then change back to residential right. there's there's a lot of those plans in some cases they'd be for rent and in some cases they'd be condo again i think we're this is the balance we've been trying to chicken or the egg trying to answer questions honestly but we're getting a little farther ahead of what we're asking for today um i want to interrupt sense. and clarify on the agenda is approval of the local business district as a conditional use for permanent parcel 6040916. So as understood from Ms. Barkowitz, res the re residential would require a separate conditional approval. The other, um, the motor district require a separate conditional use approval. Um, so by approving, or let me rephrase, if local business is approved this evening, um, that in no way represents the ability to residential is not part of our local business district nor is the hotel so by approving local business um that's not that's not granting anything to to independence to to do either of those uses at this point yeah and it, it, it does become part of the conversation a little bit as far as what we're doing yeah um but that becomes your risk at this point if we approve local business it's only local business right it's only local business at this point um, there will be a separate mm -hmm. application a separate public hearing and a separate vote for both the residential and the motor services correct okay but this would be the entire 23 24 acres overlaid with local business is what you're asking which is fine, right. which is fine. But the, the clarification is right. what you just made. Right. But going forward, and the, the residential and mm -hmm. the, the hotel would be separate conditional uses. But Correct. it's appropriate yes. that you brought it up because right. it's in the discussion. Yeah. Right. And mm -hmm. as, as part of that, I would also like to clarify, the, the property currently is zoned office lab. Mm -hmm. So the, the conditional use of local business is conditional. So it goes up to the planning commission to determine whether or not that that's appropriate. Um, I know you're seeking mainly to proceed with building I on the corner, but we're looking for local business for the whole property. Yes, and I, and I think that also sort of indirectly ties to the, the road work network and some of the things we need to get some of the other items approved so that the, in totality, the site work, clearing, storm, and early engineering can get started for those items. But the, the reason that the other uses are conditional was that it provides that level of review and approval by planning commission. Correct. So while we talked this evening about 
um, just for examples of some of the items you discussed, the hotel, um, the, the grocer, thing, things that are in flux. Yes. Normal part of development, I get it, but you're asking us to approve the conditional use without the knowledge of what's going in. Um, so, so that puts us at a disadvantage of giving up that, that level of approval that the conditional use grants us. If we, if we apply it to the entire 23 acres. If we acres. apply it to the 23 acres. But I, I, um, the, there, there are multiple drawings in our set um, for, for different purposes. I know you have four items on the agenda in front of us, but one of them outlining simply the district around Building I on the corner. Yes. Um, I have almost no concern granting local business to that. The rest of it that is indetermined at this point becomes a concern because we're, we're giving up the approval process that, but, but that we are granted with the conditional use. Approval of what? Because the way we're approaching this, if we come back on a per building basis, we're still having to seek approval for anything in the future. Mr. Chair, if I may. So when the Planning Commission is looking at the LB overlay district, we're looking at the site as a whole and whether or not the local business district, um, as described in our code, is appropriate for the site. Um, it's already been approved by the voters, and now it's just another layer. I, I, I'll correct that. It hasn't been It was approved as a conditional as use. A, as a conditional which use. grants the approval to Planning Commission. So it, the, the, the electorate didn't approve it to be given directly to independent. I was going to go into that next. I apologize. I it's okay. Um, but so there's the <clears throat> conditional use of the overlay district that has to get approved by the planning commission, which allows them to come forth with each individual building and in use, which would then require a public hearing and approval. So it's giving the planning commission the control over every individual really square foot of the property in terms that's, of that's what i was building. getting at but the conditionally and maybe this is just a writing thing with what's in front of us it says as a conditional use for permanent parcel number and the numbers so that that grants it to the whole the whole part correct so if it's from a higher level is this lb zoning district overlay appropriate for the parcel conditionally depending on what comes forward which we don't have a whole picture yet I had thought that we had indicated to them that local business and an overlay on this would be acceptable. And then we had the authority thereafter on each building that was brought to us to agree or disagree in how it was being presented, but the concept of local business. So the direction that we're giving them is, is that we approve local business, but we might not approve local business. Is that what you're saying? We can't my, do that if we well, approve it. We well, approve no, that's, it. Well, that's my that's, point. I mean, that's my concern. We, we're giving it to them, but yet we're taking it away in the future. Well, yeah, that's I what we just I said. I can't think of an example of where I could use that approval given tonight somewhere else on the site that you don't have another go at to prove. Well, even, even given our office by applying the LB, we still have to come back to give detail Correct. and go for right. preliminary and final on the, the individual it's, building itself. 
So while applying it to the district, we're still required to give that detail in its separate BPDA of architectural details, floor plans, and et cetera, for commission to review and approve. Okay. Not to confuse matters further, but let me ask it maybe a dumb question. So where does the business plan development area approval factor in here with the local business overlay? Are you asking for them sign? You're not asking for them simultaneously or because this has been presented as a uh, as a planned business yeah. development area as yeah. secondary to the overlay i i and the, the technicalities are not my strong suit mr suriat but I, I think where the chairman is going and in all fairness to everyone i think he's right to ask this we need to know what what we're giving up in terms of or what we're blessing is is now would, would automatically be that, approved and I, I know the councilman has asked talked about height and i want to make sure we're addressing that's that that's wrong well i i know it would be part of the the plan development area approval and monica i'm looking for you to maybe some help but I, I don't want to put you on this spot but for instance if we if we do this business plan development area of approval at some point uh, monica was kind enough to point out the height restrictions uh becomes uh class two except all offices can be class three which means they could be 80 foot as it stands right now office lab is is class one which means they can only be 30 foot so if it's part of this approval we're saying carte blanche we're going to buy into class two which means 50 and class three which means 80 foot buildings we just ought to know it and if everybody's comfortable fine but so that's why i'm asking where does the if, it, if it's not relevant at all now that's fine but we just need to clarify sure so just one thing to note so the base district which is ol the maximum height is actually class three so that's how we view um, it as well looking in height regulations on business districts it says unless otherwise shown on the zone map all office buildings local business commercial service or motor service districts shall also be in a class one height district now, now there are so many sections i may have missed it and i apologize if that's the case but that's why i want to get it straight so while i'm, I'm looking for that to confirm because I, I always thought that too that everything could be a class three yeah I mean, so the buildings the on this site used to be yeah, there was, you had 90, the, you had 90 foot. Six foot, six stories. stories. Yeah, there um, used to what, be. What you're saying, if it goes to local business, and I think this is what we're all concerned about, but let's admit it, we're concerned about the height. I mean, that's what we've been talking about for mm -hmm. two months or whatever. If we approve local business tonight, what restrictions do we have? I mean, what height are we basically stuck with? Yeah, I'm just trying to clarify. I don't know that I have yeah, control. That's my problem. This is where Eric's going. Do we lose control yeah. over that? As far as yes, hey, sir. if we don't like five <clears throat> stories and we want, you know, as, as Brian pointed out, four stories, do we lose control over that in the future? If we, yes, sir. If we approve, local lose control. control over what? The height? The height. Yes. It just means we would be giving carte blanche to a certain. And, height. and every time we bring up five stories that we don't want it, we go back to five stories. Well, wait a minute. Some don't agree with five stories 
I don't know that we all disagree with five stories. We haven't resolved no, that yet. But, but do we lose that but I, I'm gonna, later in the future? That's Mon uh, Monica, you've looked at the code right now? Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. But so BPDA, it gives the Planning Commission the ability to, to really set the height. Right. But I'm just I'm trying to find the code section. Yeah, just and I know I've I've looked at it a couple of times. I don't have our I don't have our legal side with us tonight. But I'm used to having it on my computer to. Yeah, we've done a little well, diligence on. Doing that we, conversely, I mean, I'm not trying to hurt you. Yeah. But the way I'm reading this, that would mean with the local business now now we're restricting you to class one height, unless we choose to deviate. And it's one more deviation, if, if you sure. will. If that yeah. makes sense to you. No, it does. And in, and, in, and and that's, I'll go back to my kumbaya, it takes a little trust to get it over the hump. Um, we are of the opinion that we can get up to 90 feet, and even in uh, a couple exception cases taller than that, by another, I want to say over just over 100, based on the existing interpretation of existing office lab. doesn't so, matter. We're not going to do that. But... Um, <clears throat> For the exchange of approving our office building, which is not approaching those heights, no. laying nice over building. this, <laughs> right? Um, and our thought is that this local business creates a district and a foresight that we are, in generality, accepting what's what we're planning or what we're trying to lay out there, and this is the first real start. But we still feel like we have to come to you at a per building, and in some cases, hopefully, like two or three buildings at a time case, and say these are the parameters, these are the heights, these are the setbacks, and you will weigh in on them then. Not that there won't be inferred um, precedence, of course. We'll, we'll certainly want to know why if, if something was okay here and it's, uh, it's drastically different here, what the logic is, what the rationale is, what this and that, and I'm sure we'll have plenty of spirited debate. But um, no, we're not inferring any um, approvals. If you feel differently, then I, I we should figure that out. Um, but our approach to this is just what we said. Well, um, we want to get formal approval of what we feel was set the stage for it with the ordinance and the vote, and that just overlays overlay, um, and that's our interpretation of it. If it's a per building approach, that is a different perception than LB local business being granted carte blanche across the property sure. um, my interpretation and someone can correct me if I'm wrong was that giving the conditional use gave carte blanche to <clears throat> to Dijon or to independence to provide anything within LB and we give up that control um, I believe that's correct it, it just means they I, have the I right to I do don't anything that's under correct. local Mm. Well, I, I think it means they have the right to do anything per local business because that's how the code and, and that's not how ordinance 5011 reads ordinance 5011 reads that the overlay district mm. when it is established no use under that district can be allowed until it is specifically approved by the planning commission so but everything would have to local come business before. is a use uses a uses use under lb have to be approved upon approval of the district itself so if, if I may, Mr. Chairman, um, if my colleagues are debating some of the technicalities here, being the junior member on the commission, my head's spinning. So let me ask the same question a slightly different way, which is what changes from what is 
what things that otherwise would be deviated are granted by this motion? Could you clarify the question? Yeah, I'm not sure. <laughs> Excellent. My that's where right, that's where my head's at. I don't feel <clears throat> that this is giving us any more than a comfy, cozy general interpretation that we're going to be able to progress through this process because an overlay district was created. Okay. Let me give a specific example. Yeah. You know from the first meeting in November that I raised concerns about a 35,000-square-foot grocery store. Right. Sale of food and beverages falls into LB. As conditional use, I, only speaking for myself, it would be a vote amongst everybody. I would not be in favor of the 35,000-square-foot grocery. If granting LB in general still allows us to review on a per-building basis, then I don't have a problem with it. it that My concern is giving up the approval on things that um, I or we or, or any other person sure. may disagree with, and I want every member on the commission to have their say in what is appropriate to the commission. Be it, and I, I could be wrong, but be it that it's a conditional use, conditional use inside of that district requires us to come back in front of you for that grocer, even if today you said LB is approved for the overall district. Anytime a conditional use, conditional use requires that it come back in front of commission. So we're, we're, we're beating it around. It seems that there seems to be consensus that you will be coming back on a per-building basis. So there will be no misunderstanding that if, if it is granted, we would still have the ability to review and approve each one that came in. That's the expectation on our side. And on top of that, the, with the residential, we'd have a change of condition. And with the hotel, you, you would have to approve a change of a condition and the building. And apartments right. or yeah. any residential would have yeah. to be approved otherwise. Mr. Mr. Chairman, Chairman, if I could, then. Mr. Mayor, yes. Um, to answer your question, no. There is nothing that would be removed from the Planning Commission's ability to vary in the future. Uh, each one would be examined uh, one by one, it's plain and simple. And uh, that's, uh, and it really gives, it even goes farther than that, the code, it gives the commission the um, authority and gives the commission the decision making on these issues. It's up to the commission to, to decide and ultimately what the end would be. And. And Mr. Chairman, Mr. Mayor, given those statements, so in summary, what does granting this provide the applicant? It provides them, as the local business district, to the overall permanent parcel. It allows them to proceed, well, through other steps, they're working towards approval to start building I. Is that accurate? That's how well, we're the first we're, step. It might the, be indirectly allowing us to to um, come forward with other general site approvals, and quite frankly, it's giving us the guidance. Yeah, and was, guidance is general. Yeah. Mr. Chairman, let me let me take that a step further. What it's basically saying is, you can bring back 
that classification, but it doesn't mean it's necessarily going to be approved, but you can bring it back. We're not telling you we're closing the door on that, uh, that, that classification. That yeah, and, and what I would say is we're landing somewhere in the middle, but if you were to take the alternate approach and say, no, LB's not, well, then we would know we don't have a mixed-use center. That's, that's what it would be saying. So it's, it's, it's not giving us the final yes. It's not even giving us a total yes. It's giving us the path forward to continue. That's how we view it. Mr. I, I would also, sorry, I would also argue that on some of these later items, they're sort of related. If we don't have it, and, and, and the alternative of doing it parcel by parcel, I think we would trip up a few of the technicalities on those other items because we'd be asking for things that we would need an assumed or even a technical LB to even ask for. So to clarify, it's the first domino in the set of approvals for him to yeah. proceed with building I. The, the other items that are on the agenda all need this one to go forward. Thank you. Mr. Chairman, can I ask a clarifying question as well? Absolutely. So with this, if we approve building I as a five-story, it's still giving us the right for later depending on how many residential units and things like that to potentially say those can be only four-story, correct? That is the discussion that... Okay. That's what we're trying to clarify. That, so yeah, that's essentially what we're trying to clarify. Okay. So basically, if I understand the direction correctly, all we're doing is saying you can come for types of occupancy that are allowed under local business. To me, the wording in the legislation is a little confusing because in all fairness in, in the real estate industry we use the word use different than we use yeah. use here at yeah. the commission sure. which is typically sure. a dust local business is a use mm -hmm. uh, mr chair just one more point of clarification so by establishing lb it gives the planning commission the ability to make approvals on the bpda process so without lb bpda can you back up I didn't hear part of so by establishing the LB district it allows the applicant to come forward with approvals for the BPDA sections so that's BPDA is a conditional use under LB so that's required to it kind of sets the stage for um, for the type of use for the entire parcel and would give them the ability to pursue that conditional use you need that for the roadway approval doesn't he or the yeah, correct. So, so the roadway approval is that, that would be phase one of the BPDA. Could you explain for the public's sake what those letters mean? LB is, of course, sure. Local sorry, business. the other ones. <laughs> uh, LB is local business, and BPDA is a conditional use under local business, and that stands for business plan development area. Business plan development area. Okay. Thank you. Thanks, Mr. Chairman. And uh, Mr. Sharia, just to confirm, so. Um, the maximum height for OL is, in fact, um, a class three. Where are, you, where are you picking that up? So it is 1157.41 height regulations. All OL districts shall be in a class three height district, provided that additional stories or 12-foot increments, whichever is lowest, may be permitted for each floor of the office building devoted entirely to parking. Okay, so that contradicts 1155.41. It goes beyond there. Where are you at? You're at 1150. 1157.41. But ultimately, the BPDA. We can. Th this is just something to take into account as this is the base district. But, 
you know, like we've talked about many times, there, there are many layers to this, and this is just one of those layers. Well, as I am the one that raised objection to this approach, and what I'm hearing back uh, clarifies that we will still have individual approval of each building and use that comes in, I would say that, that, that takes my concern away because it's that individual approval that I want to maintain. Um, that being said, from the rest of the commission, are there any other concerns regarding LB as a local business district for as a conditional use no. for the parcel as described? Monica, by the way, you know, I'm shaking my head because this is under industrial districts. The section you just... So it's, you know, we treat office not as an industrial district. You're correct. I mean, that's what they say here, but it contradicts what's in the business section of the code. And that's definitely something we could take a look at. Yeah, we need to address. Do you understand, Mayor? Have a look at it. Sure. Yeah, we need to maybe straighten that out because <clears throat> industrial districts are manufacturing distribution, that sort of thing. It's not <clears throat> office lay. <laughs> But you're right, that's how, how it's stated here. So but under the code, you, the commission sure. still has the ability to grant it. Right. Correct? Ultimately, Correct. Regardless if it's industrial, whatever. Correct. That, I'm another, what our base point is. Sure. Another thing to consider also is that, you know, when, you know, down the road in this meeting tonight, when you're looking at office building I, um, that same process is going to need to be carried out for every single building. And then you add on another layer to the residential and the hotel, which also requires that you would, uh, uh, you would approve um, RA and MS, motor services and um, apartments. Okay. okay um, as we have four items on the agenda, I'm not hearing any other objections or concerns regarding LB as a conditional use. Okay. Um, as a process, we can vote on this one now. Move on to item number two. So, I move for approval of the LB local business district as a conditional use for permanent parcel 604 09 016. Seconds, Chairman. Ms. Carlos? Yes. Mr. Jansen? Yes. Mr. Pato? Yes. Mr. Larmer? Yes. Mr. Shreya? Yes. Mayor Ruby? Yes. Mr. Stuckey? Yes. Okay, next item on the agenda was preliminary approval of a business plan development area for the main roadway configuration phase one subject to engineering approval. Um, as this takes us into um, beyond just the conditional use. Mr. Wise, do you want to contribute or do you have uh, feedback regarding item number two, preliminary approval of the roadway configuration? Or I, I have. I have included comments and if you want me to go through them right now, I will. Um, obviously this establishes all the the building envelopes. So if the commission has comments on the building envelopes, my comments would be secondary to that. Okay. Um, 
that being said, from a logical standpoint, it would seem that the first step in this discussion, uh, what was brought up in the last meeting was setbacks. So um, the roadway configuration will be affected by setbacks. That's our base depending on what they are, potentially a lot. Um, you came forward with, I don't have the right page open, I believe it was 30 feet on Miller and 50 on 21, is that accurate? 50.1 feet on 21 and 30 feet on Miller Road. So that, that's what you have in the application before us. At the prior meeting there was discussions of other numbers. Um, do you want to respond? Yeah. Um, um, you, you came back with the same number, so do you want to respond to defend yeah, that, sure. that position? Um, we did take the comments back and relook at things um, to see where we have flexibility. Um, it's not, and not to bring us all the way back into other buildings again, I promise. I'm trying to avoid getting too far ahead. Um, and it's not to say that the, the building specifically have um, the beyond what we're asking for in the first building we can have further discussion in future buildings um, there were two issues there were setbacks and there was that egress up on the uh, we're calling it a um, so to address the setbacks you know our feelings on the setbacks are that we found a what we submitted was a compromise from what is a true downtown urban environment Comparatively, let's talk about downtown Brexville. Um, and again, technically, 30 feet is the setback plus 15 to the curb. So physically speaking, from a total distance, you're 45 feet to curb. Comparative to downtown Brexville, some of the buildings are 12, right? In other districts and similar to um, we've seen it from a setback of 20 feet to curb. Um, knowing that that was going to be an adjustment for this part of town and this community what we proposed we felt was the right balance what you see in other mixed-use districts is you see a couple things that are happening at the same time you see a buildings that are set further back something in that 75 to 100 but you see the parking field up front that is not the look we're going for it's not the use we're going for um, and moving the setback further say in a split the difference scenario puts us in no man's land it doesn't allow us to have, it creates an area of misuse. We cannot put any parking in front or split the parking. It puts us into an area where we have to then choose to go even back further and flip the parking field and put it in front for us to hit any semblance of a parking standard that's going to be needed, which we'll, we'll talk about, I'm sure, at some point. Um, so we're very confident where this building lies um, in terms of setbacks. We were, we were confident it was in the right spot when we first submitted. We had the debate about bringing it to the corner, which actually hurts one of the setbacks, right? Conflicting ideals. Um, but we feel very good where we are proposing um, the road network and what we are setting our stage up for future setbacks. And then what we will specifically ask for tonight for our building, um, the 30, 45 total feet, the 50, 65 total feet. Um, in building I. Okay, regarding setbacks, um, Planning Commission, are there any comments regarding the setback of 30 feet? 
and or the 50, 30 feet on Miller and or 50 feet on 21. I have no objection to that. I, I think I stated last time in terms of, I'm concerned that if we push it back in terms of losing some of the ability to create kind of a, a mass, let's call it, or a critical mass as far as development by losing their future development area, which I think is important. And hopefully you fill that up as quickly as you can in other areas. Uh, I think the setback has to do maybe with later conversations as far as when we get to the height, whether it's three stories, four stories, five stories, or whatever. But as far as just a setback, setting the road configurations, I have no... Uh, I have no comments on that criticism. Okay. Um, any any others on the commission regarding setbacks? I agree with Mr. Pato. Okay. Um, my opinion, uh, Mr. Chairman, has been the same. I, I do not want these buildings that close to Miller Road or 21. Um, the idea of comparing it to downtown, which is a front load, so you can get on your car, park, and get there. That's not this development. Um, Legacy, uh, uh, sorry, Pinecrest, which you, Pinecrest has a buffer of a detention pond and a whole, whole foods at the front that gives you almost 200 to 300 feet before you start. Um, I, I feel 75, if they wanted to switch this and put the parking in front, I'd be all for that. You know, because as a, again, as you look at Pinecrest, Pinecrest not only has parking on one entire side and one end, and then mm -hmm. it goes into it. So you could, if 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 I look at Pinecrest, this front could be all sidewalk, and they could run run this. And I understand you're going to lose some buildings off of there, but this gets it off the public and away from the streets, and I that's how I felt the whole time. And I think right now the. <coughs> the um, Planning Commission, before I was on here, set um, the setback on 21 to T1 as 85 feet. That's that's what that is at, and I just thought that that since that was set back then, it seems like some thought went into that on why it was set back at 85, and I just thought if, if we're going to do this, that that's a, a valid number. Mr. Chairman, I, uh, I agree with Mr. Pato, and... Uh, I disagree with any concept of thinking of putting the parking uh, next to the street and moving the building over. I think having the parking, the people that are going to be driving on that road, making a left-hand turn onto Miller Road, aren't going to pay any attention to, uh, to where that building is or how close it is to the road. The most important setback of that building is the side on the front. That's where all the activity is going to take place. Parking, entrance, traffic, so forth. So I, I, I agree with Mr. Pato and uh, would support the 3050. Um, I heard some comments from the public tonight regarding um, design and design review. And it sounds like I'm going off topic, but it's right on to me. Um, you showed us some, some renderings to give general character. I know they're not definite, but it, it displayed character. Um, what was shown there looks good um, so at at 30 feet from the road I want people to see them um, if if they look that good let let's put them out there and put them on display uh, so I, I, I support the 30 feet 
on uh, Miller. Miller. <laughs> I support the 30 feet on Miller. Um, the, the 50 feet on 21, um, it's the one building and then it's parking, meaning as you go north. Um, I, I don't have a problem with it. Rephrase, I'm okay with it. So does that mean then we would expect 50 foot everything going north? Yeah, I would, I'm just clarifying. I think that would be, you know, something that I think Kevin would have to agree to at this point if that's, that's the case. Yeah, frankly, on, on that regard, and again, famous last words because I don't have a specific tenant in mind, but our thought was that it would follow a transition and that would be the closest it would get and it would eventually work its way back to what the setback is into the residential. The 85 foot that the councilman right. was referring Well, to. I would say this is a BPDA yeah. for this property. Yeah. So if, if we say 50, that's 50 for this property yeah. and the rest to be determined later. That's technically correct. I, from, a, from a future guidance, what we're thinking of a vision, that's but how we, that was our, that was our vision. You know, I, I we got to look at the future development parking right. again. Are you going to yeah. put? You're going to propose parking facing 21, right. or are you going to do the? If, if, if the right if the right user came in, frankly, and and we had to get closer than 50 to accommodate, and it was the right user, you might want to consider it. But we're not asking for that today. We're 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 asking for what we currently show. And that's fine. I I the only thing I would state is that the 50 feet would be for this BPDA and should not be interpreted as an assumption going to the next property great or beyond this parcel number um, and um, it, the the item in front of us is for the roadway layout so this is a first step in in the setbacks so regarding the setbacks we, we've heard from from several people does anybody else have anything they would like to add in concerns for or against whatever you know, this even if you just have questions this is this is the time to review so mr chairman just in fairness to both viewpoints regarding the setback i just do want to point out that the code instructs us for a plan development area to take into account the adjacent neighborhood the adjacent areas and i think that's what the councilman in part is pointing to um now, I'm not saying I'm against this, but in, in fairness, when you look across the street, it, it's almost park-like, the Lubrizol settings. Uh, even the buildings on... Well, even on Miller other, Road, it's yeah, set all way along back. Miller, if you do that, he has no development. Right. So I'm just saying we need so, to be making... I mean, we have to be We need to reason. understand what we're doing is all I'm saying. We're, this, is, this will be very different. It'll, I'm not saying it's wrong. We just need to understand that in the context of the... The whole neighborhood if you will I agree and I think it's a good point to to make and to share um, but I also think from the point that we sent the conditional overlays to the voters several years ago I think we knew this was going to be something different yeah and to your point mr. Chairman, and, and the councilman wasn't on the Commission at that time in fairness sure. to the applicant I, I do think the conceptual plans that were talked about currently if I'm wrong Mayor at that time showed buildings pretty close to to the street or, or no yes and, and the the uh, if you're referring to bf goodrich 
whoever made that comment. When B.F. Goodrich came here in 1947, they were a research and development lab uh, uh, doing tires. And they had chemists, labs, there were, there were explosions there, were a variety of things. That's why they moved it so far back from the road and then developed a lot of their labs to the rear of, of the property. If you, if you continue up Miller Road and you look at the setbacks, uh, but yes, you're, you're correct. I'm just saying that's, that's the, the that's what we gave I'm them. It's yeah. wrong. Right, right. And that's what we led them to believe it when they were first here. Mm -hmm. Mr. Chairman, if I could just introduce for for discussion and consideration, when we're talking about placing the main east-west road and setbacks on Miller Road would foot for foot assuming everything in between, move the position of that east-west road. If there were no future development, say move east-west road, X number of feet, give me the setback and, and build phase one. This expands the conversation to something that I've been thinking about a great deal, which is 1,000 people, 900 people at Sherwin, 1,000 people in phase one, X number of people in, in the residential section at the north end. What is the total density of this development in 10 years going to look like? This impacts traffic studies, and I know you're looking at phase one. Roger that. Got it. Mm -hmm. But looking at the long-term development of this, 13,500 residents of Brexel. And if you have 900 and 1,000 and another 1,000, it's a quarter of the population of Brexville. I, I think the, the VA Working was, population yeah. was the... Working pop. Yeah. Roger that. You know, so I'm, I'm looking at what is the implication of having to fix the east really what's driving this is the position of the east-west road sure. we're backing south from that yeah well if i could because we've been here before and you're asking a very fair question and i um, haven't been here except for the past two months no so, no no i mean in in, in front of a, a planning commission who's looking at a mixed-use development and wants to know what are the future implications what i would recommend and i'm the worst negotiator in the world but the idea is you would have a mandate for some sort of post-development traffic study, right? And then that would study, you'd do it after, uh, usually the right you know, tone is 12 to 18 months from a traffic perspective, because you need some time for things per phase, and you would just study what was planned, and there will be some tweaks, and most of them will come back, and I'm confident with our plan and working with Mr. Wise that we'll, our plan will, you know, there'll be some signalization tweaks, there'll be some things that you could do better. But what it'll probably do is to your question for future phases, it will, it'll give us more info that we have to then come in those future phases in front of this planning commission and other bodies and say, look, this is what secondary study said. We're now here for this future phase, and here's the tweaks we're going to make to adjust for those. And I guess what I'm saying is, basis this discussion, I'm concluding that I can expect in the future the density that we're looking at in phase one will be replicated. It's, um, well, I certainly hope so. I mean, I don't want to hide from the fact that we want this to be successful and do exactly what we plan to do, which is bring jobs to Brexville. And I have a, 
a vibrance um, to the center and the, and the lifestyle area that we're, we're planning. Um, how and what? I, I actually, our, our demographics and our market study shows a working population south of 82 of north of 13,000. So, you know, it's already pretty dense, and so we're not, uh, the, the, the living population, I, we, we agree, but the working population in that district is already 13, between the last surveys we've done, we, we've been doing those to show some of those retailers um, why this area is pretty strong. So, I, you know, I do think we're going to add to some of that traffic. I think that's what the ramps and the Miller Road improvements that, were, that are being planned are, are there to address in part, but... Our part is to show, and what we've done is a preliminary study, and then on a per-phase basis, I think we should have to update that study. If we come in for future development and we need to add signalization or widen lanes or decel lanes or things like that, that would be the time to address that, in my opinion. And, and fully appreciating those comments about adjusting as in the immediate vicinity. When, when we speak about roads and traffic, my view goes out yeah. another mile. And think about the intersection of Barr and Miller, Parkview, River, Snowville, Valley Parkway, and the impact it has on those roads that have been part and parcel of the character of this town forever, which is quasi-rural. We don't have we don't have shoulders on our roads. It, it's very very pleasant, and it, it some of those roads aren't. We're never designed for that thought. And that's banging around the back of my mind during this whole discussion. Mr. Mr. Chairman, now that we talked about setbacks, um, this might be a good time to um, have Mr. Wise talk about his roads, the, the engineering on the roads. Is that what we're discussing? Yeah, you changed entrance A, we noticed, in terms of... Yeah. Um, and there's no longer D, I guess? Or? Yeah. I, I think that would be appropriate, as suggested by Mr. Stuckey. Um, Mr. Weiss, could you take us through sure. your uh, comments regarding the uh, main roadway configuration for the BPDA? Okay. Um, Kevin, you just want to go one at a time? Sure. All right. Uh, so basically, so people can follow along, I'm in 1A. Um, as you used to have a marginal road that was pushing towards um, the Sherwin-Williams driveway and the Valor Acres residential, and it seems to have gone. Is it your intent that that is now not part of the plan? It is not part of the plan we're seeking approval for today. Um, and again, we, we tried to show an example of a road for the purposes of stating that we do plan to connect these, and we still do, but I think it was causing more confusion than it was helping. And so our plan is to show this as is for this phase, what this phase needs, and only that. And um, as a sidebar, I think there's as good a chance that by the time we go to construct it, we're back in here asking to revise it to account for a specific tenant or a series of specific tenants that might want a different access point but it is our goal, it is our plan, and we are happy to at some point agree, if it need be, that we will be connecting the Valor Acres um, the residential area to the mixed-use area. So if I understand correctly, the 
of the main east-west road. Do you have a name for that road yet so we can say that instead of the east-west road? We're, we're waiting for, uh, okay. to, for Sherwin to come up and show their interest. So where it hits I, I, 21, <laughs> you're saying that could change the location? Is that what I'm hearing correctly? Um, no. We, we, we want to have an access and egress. I think the style of egress could potentially change. Okay, um, so when we say... But, well, but, we, but with that said... Oh, go ahead. And Mr. Chairman, what we're talking really is the, the past, what has been in the past, uh, it would be a north-south road that went all the way up past the back, or connected into the stub behind the apartment building. It's the first, the first one in from the going yes. to the first one. Yeah. So That's, on that one, when you came in way back for the residential, you sold us on this uh, fully connected development. Mm -hmm. um, last time we talked a lot about that road as it went north. Mm -hmm. um, and I know that there was some unknowns about where you were in the process, this tenant, that tenant, I get it. Um, the, f the, the, the idea that it's gone is concerning. Like if it was dashed and it said location to be determined, I, but that it's not there, that's concerning. So um, I think there's a couple competing factors here if putting the dash in or only approving this plan pending um, an eventual location for we're all on board with that concept okay um what's what was happening here though and what was a product of the last meeting that we spent a lot of time on was determining what type of egress for phase one this ultimately would be and that's where we got in the debate about the right in right out full interchange when we showed that road and we showed another egress which we fully plan at some point there will be it starts to change the traffic study and it starts to throw some new information out there. Okay. We determined the best approach to move this forward was to say, look, for and simplify it, for the purposes of getting phase one, which is all we're here for today and over the next few months as we work through this phase, this is what we need. And also say at the same time, we know eventually that'll change in terms of adding a road. Those implications are unknown. Instead of predicting them, we want to build flexibility. And so we think this is what we need today. We have many options to address those changes in the future. If that's even to eliminate a median break, put it, restore it, and put a full interchange further to the north, great, we'll do it. Um, it's also economically driven, not from a cost standpoint, but from very active and specific tenants that we're working through that we know that we can no longer pretend to just show a theoretical um, uh, entrance or egress that doesn't work um, and so there's that part of it so to take that all off the table what we're showing in the orange and what thing that's what we're seeking approval for um, it allows us to function phase one in a case that there's a delay and we have to wait a few years or whatever um, but we fully plan to connect the road both pedestrian and vehicle so okay. that entrance coming in from B which uh, on page three shows going all the way up to the residential you, you're you're just not showing it right now because you don't know exactly know where it's going to go. We don't know, right? We don't know where it's going to go. Going to put that road back in so you have the connectivity. Yes. That being said, I apologize for the derailment. We can go back and yeah. let Mr. Wise That's finish right. his report. Probably best to go one at a time. Yeah. Uh, so one B um, again. I I do I do appreciate that you took the two entrances on Brexford Road consolidated to one. That does require a traffic signal now. Um, I guess my only concern is the fact that it's not opposite Lubrizol's driveway. 
I, I guess I really have a hard time with that one. I, w I yeah, I mean, it's this, it's the same kind of, you know, I wish that we were at a point that we could, we knew what we were going to do and we could line it up. I, my only counter argument to that, because you bring up a very fair point, as you always do, is that Lubrizol's um, lined up egress is not a primary use for them. If there was ever a time to make that change, it's now. Um, we're happy to, to, to work with them and, and on a realignment or a re-engagement of some sort, um, if that's mutually beneficial. Um, but in terms of activity, this, this egress, as Mr. Pato pointed out in the last meeting, is going to be a pretty significant secondary entrance egress. We need it to function, and this is to make it function the best. Uh, also to note, the traffic study that shows the warrant for the light at that position, that traffic study does anticipate additional office, additional build-out of the entire portion. So if we were just looking at this at phase one, I don't know that you would have a warrant for that light just based on phase it's, one yeah. but we're saying we've looked at the entire site based on our best predictions of what could be there in the future in total in the end it will need that light so we're putting that in as a day one conversation it's it's true for the whole traffic report when we talk about turn lanes and etc the report anticipates those additional factors that we've given uh, for future build could that change in the future at all certainly yeah. oh Oh, you mean the, the traffic signalization or that or that egress point? The actual egress. The actual yeah, I, I, yes, it it could, and I, and I really hope that just by getting through the process we're in, and again, we're 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 a year away from that road being put in at best, is what I would guess. Maybe even maybe even in fourteen to sixteen months. Um, my hope is that we'll have more clarity by then but again we have to plan as if that's not the case and 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 today that's what we're asking for well, Kevin approximately what is my uh, from entrance a and egress and from a what's the distance to Miller Road approximately it's over 300 feet which is the requirement but I off the top of my head Josh do you know that dimension so you're gonna have you're gonna have a light at a and a light at Miller Correct. If uh, for all of the mixed use area that's in red, if uh, that's fully built out, we we do think when you sub when you sub um, divide the study that there's a good chance and likelihood that just doing phase one isn't going to require it. But we're planning for it because we think that's the appropriate consideration at this point. And and not just the red, but that actually anticipates build out in what we're calling the future development on this. right to the north as well. And and. When we came here last time, we showed a, a second entrance. They were very close, and we were debating about that. We add another entrance at some point. We think it'll eliminate that technical need for the for the for for it too. But we just don't we, we don't want to show it at this point. Just like it was before, we're planning for it um, as shown today. How many feet of median get taken out? Those are nice medians. I don't know what's there. I know the total turn length, I think, requirement is 200 feet, but I don't know what is currently there. Um, because I know portions are removed for the Louversall. I don't know where we tie in exactly to that. that would signals are one thing. There are roads that have frequent signals. Some people are for it, some are against it. Taking out our medians, those are nice. They're a nice feature in our community. See, I, I just don't understand why we can't go up, why we can't go up the extra distance to where Lubrizol is. Lubrizol. 
and because, but especially with future development number two above it, mm -hmm. you have all that at different, that, that, you know, are you going to have another light in the middle of that? No. So, I mean, so the closer you can get, I mean, that's a big parcel of land, the future, future development number two. So you would think that you'd want to uh, egress closer to that bigger area instead of coming into phase one. And that eliminates the, the cut, the median cut, and it gets the light farther away from Miller Road. And that's what you're, I, you're I kind of by moving with. that road, committing to that now, you're you're potentially rendering portions of that site useless to the users that are currently interested in. That's the argument. And and that's that is we're, we we Believe it or not, we, we're trying to be as efficient as we can be, and there's, it looks like a lot of room, but part of the consideration when we divided the property for what Sherwin was taking and what we were taking as residual development considered that this was a you know pretty narrow site, um, the L-shaped pattern, or backwards. Though. From a traffic standpoint, I'll look to you, Jerry, in terms of in their report, their traffic study, they said the signals had to be synchronized or coordinated or whatever. I'm not sure what all that means, but I'm, I'm sure it's because of the distance or lack of distance. What's the kind of the standard if it was moved to the, the Lubrizol entrance? I mean, would that... I mean, they'd still be... I mean, this, again, we'd still time. want them timed. I mean, the, the way the, the signals today were on... Um, Miller, they were at the uh, the interchange, um, South Point and Miller. Um, even though right now they have just a GPS and they're they're dated, they were still they were still sequenced together um, by like a timing position. These in today's sophistication would be they'd be coordinated, they'd run together. It'd be um, the same basically. I mean, if you're clear, basically what they're trying to say is if you can clear the one, it's going to let you clear the intersection. It's not going to like just. You get stopped here and come across and get stuck here. Um, the temporary signals for the interchange right now are a prime example of what we would not want. Um, the timing between them is, is causing you just get stuck between them and sit there for. Um, so that, I, I think that's what they're inferring, whether it's at this location that they propose or at Lubrizol's, the timing would still be something that would be, uh, have to be coordinated. If our police department or safety services looked at this, would they render an opinion? Would they? I have, I have no idea if they. Not yet. <clears throat> not yet. Would they look at this and for some reason well, say it's Well, eventually, once. Yes. Right now, the only thing I know that we're looking at is turn radiuses, and that's it. I don't think we're looking at the intersections. That's a good question, though, Ron, because usually we do ask services to weigh in. Pretty, pretty early in the process. Mm -hmm. I, I guess my question is, what does everybody else on the committee think about that egress location? Being a resident of South Bruxville, I am not really looking forward to two lights back to back like that. I mean, just that. I know it'll be timed, but you know, when you got to go somewhere when you're running late to practice, it's it's just one more thing. And I really do like the median, so 
uh, you know, that, that's a big chunk that's going to be taken out. I agree. Thank you. I, I agree with the councilman's. Um, so we were um, discussing Mr. Wise's 1B. Should I shoot it down? The two intersections have been consolidated to one, it. and it will be signalized. Um, Years ago, the reason they weren't. Hearing some concerns. The two coming up. Um, anybody else that has a weight in? Anybody for uh, or against? I do have one. Matt. We're trying to make them do the same thing. This comment and a lot of our mixed use, it's just, it's that, I keep going back to the chicken or the egg scenario. A requirement of the technical proposal here is to do a traffic study for the whole development, right? Yeah. The previous one we showed with an other entrance that was previously shown required no signalization, mm -hmm. right? Because there was two. We were getting stuck on the specific egress because we were it was almost like we were getting too cute with the predicting it was it was getting becoming a problem i don't think that that entrance way will end up having to be signalized in the current phase um, our traffic study will support that but that's not how it's request required right now right we're not we're not just giving you phase one traffic study we're giving you all traffic study i would argue it does a disservice to what we're trying to do on phase one but we're complying right so my argument is by the time we would develop phase two, again, of which you would have approval of, again, we'd have to be here talking about the road plan. Again, we'd have to be here. Um, we're going to be here and we're going to sit there and say, we're developing phase two. And you're going to say, well, guess what? Remember that meeting we had? You're going to need signalization <coughs> now. Or um, you're going to not adjust this entrance now. If, you know, those are going to be the times to make that adjustment. Um, because we don't see this as a long-term thing. This is, this is just sort of one of those cart before the horse results of a traffic study that's projecting something that is causing issues for phase one. It sounds a little peculiar in that we come in for that next phase and say, we need you to move the road. I mean, is that, is that what, did I hear no, that wrong? No, 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 the type of, the type of egress. Signaling. So if I'm hearing you correctly, my concerns by the time 12 to 18 months from now, when you're ready to build, like put the road actually in, there's a good chance that there might be a secondary entrance on Brexville. One of one of two scenarios is more likely than what's drawn here today. That uh, and shown on the full traffic study, the full 50-ish acres, the L, the backwards L-shaped piece, because that's what the traffic study includes, and canvas. That's, that's the entirety. If you ran just a phase one traffic study, it does not require signalization. But that's not what the request was in the proposal. So I'm just, just to separate what those two are. If we even go to do phase two within the north side, still... In all likelihood, unless we find uh, Sherwin-Williams Jr. to do the, the, that top five to ten acres, it's not going to likely need a signal. It's when you then go to develop the north and south run stretch and there's still only one egress besides the ones that are already at canvas that you start to get to a, okay, now we have a, uh, where that traffic study shows that you need an egress. But as we showed the last submission, if we add even one more 
egress with the assumptions we're carrying fully developed, it no longer needs signalization. So, but we're not asking for that today because we can't, because we're not ready to make that commitment for long, because those are, and this is the kind of conflict we have here, right? We're showing something that's harder to swallow, but that's not really what we're looking to do. All right, Kevin, let me ask you one, one question here. I know you've gone through this in the, in the past, but just very simply, why are you resisting moving it to, let's call it the Lubrizol entrance? Is it access to your office building and parking? Is it future development? I know you mentioned either the last time or mm -hmm. time before that you had a potential client that might go in that area or something. I mean, just to, to summarize for all seven of us here, yeah. what, why it's, are you it's, objecting? It's future development, both specifically and generally. Generally, it's it's not good to sh commit to a um, a pattern that you're not confident in, in the sense that it can it could sway. Specifically, an example or two or three have already arrived that show that an arrangement like that would not work for the people we are very, the very people we're trying to accommodate and track here. You mean for that little sliver there? That Correct. There's an arrangement. The north of the proposed road now. There's there's, there's a an arrangement that we are currently, whatever stage of having conversations that that road would be pushed more toward the western boundary of that north-south parcel, still allow for it to be connected, and it wouldn't have that egress. It, the, essentially, building portions of building parking campus would be overlaying where that egress was previously contemplated. So, again... Yeah, unfortunately, we're, I think we're missing something, or we don't, at least personally, I don't understand... You know, it seems from a logical standpoint that it makes sense to to move it, but you you're entering into future development, and that I don't know. And that I don't well, you're 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 asking us to commit to something that is using up land that shouldn't be committed to today. That we're not trying to commit to today. We're not. We don't even want to go in that area right now. We want to keep it to what we've shown in this current grid pattern. Mr. Chairman, maybe just trying to help. Maybe the question we need to ask ourselves right now is if we presume it's not going to require signalization since that's been a big part of the concern would are we still comfortable with it in that location and cutting out the islands it sounds like there's concerns about cutting out the islands regardless and having it that close to again i don't know having a signalization there other than it might be inconvenience depending mm -hmm. and i don't know how this sequencing works but again is it safer to have the signalization or not have the signalization from a safety I mean, standpoint again i guess just to go back to the reason i made the point if it's war if the signal is warranted it's warranted but is the main intersection i mean if you're asking me from last week last meeting this one I guess I still prefer the main entrance. I realize it ties up land that he doesn't know what it's going to be, but the, I mean, you're talking about an overall subdivision. It's opposite of an existing entrance. I still like the main road. If it has to loop and come out over there, I'd rather go back to the, the right in, right out for the, the other uh, location. But it's, I mean, there already is an established uh, entrance across the street. This one would be just down the street uh, a couple hundred feet away from it. I, I just, I don't know, but I, that's just my opinion. It, if you move it to Lubrizol, you definitely well, need signalization. Well, they, they will come back and say it, but, I mean, it's, it's lined across from an already known entrance. 
Yeah, where the islands are already removed. Yeah, and the islands are already that. removed. But you're, but you're also going to have to remove an island for a turn lane anyways. So you're removing an island, regardless. Yeah. So Would it be safer if we moved it to that location? I mean, I... I Distance-wise, or, or, or less of a nuisance or whatever? Because I understand exactly what you're saying. It's If those aren't timed right, you're going like, what the heck, you know? I guess it's taking you 20 it minutes to get I, I guess street. I have, I can't really answer if it's safer except for the fact that if it ends up being a signalized intersection, that probably then would be the best location for the, if it's a four-way and signalized, it's going to be the best location. Where they're showing it now. No, I, I no, would sit no, there and the back up. You know, back up, yeah. yeah right. but, they have a signal at A and people are leaving Lubrizol and they're crossing the median making that left turn heading south. Are they pulling out into immediate traffic that's sitting in a red light preventing them from getting out that driveway is primarily used for visitors so it's, it's limited it's not very it's it's, it's yeah it's, it's limited it's, in its use limited. now yeah. right they, they because of the conflict between the va and uh Lubrizol, they moved that driveway entrance to the far south of the property made that the main entrance uh right across from miller road yeah. okay so the amount of traffic coming out of there is minimal. Okay, fair enough. If you drive by there during the day, you'll see maybe six, seven, ten cars, if that. So there's not a lot of traffic, but from an organizational standpoint, it's still right. It seems but you kind would of have that. You could have traffic pass that. And um, you may have to take some out to make the left turn lane. But it would be less than yeah. what's being taken out here. You know, and, and we're trying to work, and I know you understand that, Kevin, I'm with you, but we can only, I think, guarantee you or provide you with a certain amount of flexibility. And at some point, you know, you have to, to commit to something. I, I personally agree with Mr. Weiss and the, the councilman that. It, better that we move this up closer to Lubrizol. I understand what you're saying, but you're still in kind of if-come situations with those folks. Yeah, I, I know, and, I, and I, wish, I wish we were all on the same schedule. We're not. We have front-end and tail-end concerns and considerations to make so that um, we can keep things moving forward while we're also entertaining new, new people to be here. Um, my counter to some of the confusion on the stat, I mean, you have, what we're proposing max is up to four curb cuts in Rexville Road. The same distance going down south has nine plus, just on that side of the road and staggering ones across from Snowville and all that. So it's a, still a much better condition than what you already have further south. So I, like, it's, 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 we considered that, right? And that was exactly how we kind of came up with, okay, we have one, two up south. We're going to start one for the mixed use and maybe one more. That's our logic to how we how we came up with that. Um, I would argue that we can come up with a solution that will make the median um, removal okay, tolerable, um, something that we would typically work through in engineering. Um, and, and, and this is obviously a preliminary and, and what we're hoping to, you know, pending engineering. Um, we came here last time with a right in right out and that wasn't appeared to be palatable to the commission tonight in order to move this forward we will agree 
to a write-in, write-out minimum with the hope that we can take this further and prove that the full interchange works, but a minimum of write-in, write-out, if that's something you can agree to tonight. Write-in, write-out maximum? Minimum. minimum. Yeah. We're showing a full pulling out. If you say for, to, for now so that you have your egress, because here's, here's, here's what we're concerned about. You've got to have people be able to get in and out of here. If you start trapping people, you get Legacy Village all over again. It's a disaster. This thing's done before it starts. It's that important. But if we have at least a right in, right out, meaning traffic coming south on 21 can get into the right and, and people can egress even if they're looping, which is not the worst thing in the world, um, that's, that's palatable to us. We're still convinced we can convince you and show you how it works. Give us the right in, right out tonight. We can move that forward. And, and what you proposed last. Which is what we proposed last time. But they had two, two. They had, they had another. Uh, yeah. Right. They had another. And we're, going, we're yeah. going to have another egress. Cards on the table. We are. I, just, would, not be, I would not be against the uh, right in, right out. So just, if, just, just to get this through. When you get to the next phase and there's going to be other ins and outs, mm -hmm. would you expect that that would lessen? the amount at this location or no impact on this location i hope i i hope similarly to what you're hoping for that eventually the the right move is that we can somehow line up with lubrizol and maybe have a full interchange and maybe even just have a right out so that people can get out and not even have any entrance of the site if that makes sense this location at this a location i'm sorry i keep talking like you know like i'm so something like that but 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 no if we today for the purposes of phase one have right in right out we can make this work. And this goes back to a discussion from last meeting, but um, your underlying goal in getting this approved was to, st was that to start moving dirt? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, so we're, we're pushing this in this entry location for, for mass grading. And if I heard you correctly just a moment ago, there is potential that this location could change? Did I hear that correctly? No. 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 Okay, never mind. <laughs> no, just the, just the style of egress. Just if the it's style. Full, yeah. so it's if it's full, right out. I, what they suggested, in my understanding, is it's right in, right out. The median will not be touched. Uh, depending on future development, uh, there could be an entrance, another entrance then, a full entrance at the Lubazaw could be further down. Doesn't work. Uh, but it's going as back, of, that's basically what they proposed. No, well, it's not. They again, right now they're not talking about anything to the north side of that right. road. So. But the in damn it, Right turn only out. Right turn only in is what we had last time. Plus an additional road. Right. Plus an additional. Road. Excuse me, Kevin, just a minor point of clarification. You, you mentioned a phase two. The paper has a phase one and a future development one and a future. Yeah. When you say phase two, what should we be thinking? I, I nomenclature is not my strong suit, among other things. But no, future development is the area labeled um, in two instances, north, south, the big stretch of land between the residential. There's also future development to the north of what I'm calling phase one, which... Correct. If you Correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm looking at your drawing. Yeah, yeah. 
But so phase two is like all inclusive of one, future you know, one and I, two. I, the, the, it's a true statement. It's it's a true statement. Okay, Everything okay. beyond what's phase one, it's yeah, phase it, two. It, was, it wasn't a question for any other reason than just trying to understand it. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, move it to loop. Um, if that outlet is limited to write in, write out, does anybody have objections? No, I don't. I just am wondering if this is kicking the can down the road for 10 years and then we're going to have to well, put the signal well, in. That is, I think it's, sure it is. I think there's too many variables. I mean, yeah. we're just trying to speculate and we can't. And Kevin can't speculate. I mean, that's it. It's, yeah. it's, so if we cut out our media now or cut out the media later. Or I'm not going to put spot. it back. Or in a different spot. Yeah. yeah. Or in a different spot. By the way, I. I we're, we we still would love to come and show you how we'll do it in a tasteful way, and maybe we get on board with a with a full left in, left out, and probably unsignalized. But but if for the purposes of of our confidence to continue to this process, I, you know that's a, that's more than an amicable compromise from our from our perspective. If you're willing to support that, any any um, okay, so. If it's limited to write in, write out, not not a ton of objections. We're going to move on to Jerry's next item. Yeah, okay. Um, I think we kind of touched on these, and we know the answers, so I'll kind of kick through them. But um, on the traffic report, you have um, a Valor Acres Drive 1, and obviously it doesn't depict anywhere where, uh, any location, but just for clarification, Valor Acres Drive 1 is something that you are proposing in the middle of your next development area and the Sherwin Williams access drive is not depicted on this. Josh, if you're looking at the, I'm looking at yeah, figure, I'm looking at two. figure I thought four. It was, the way you just read it made me feel differently about that. Sherwin Williams. It just came across that in the report. I thought I did at least. So, uh, you're, you're talking about the Sherman Williams entrance to Brexville. So, so what I'm saying is in the GPD study, this drive, so this is definitely Parkview, it's labeled Parkview. This is the one you're talking about right now. This study has one more drive in the middle, which I, I, I'm assuming it is. Is us. So Valor, Valor, or Sherman Williams drive right here is not on this study at all. Correct. They, all of their data that we have. Okay, so, I mean, for today's discussion, I mean, I, I had a hunch that's what it was. I mean, we just, I mean, obviously we just got that report, but, I mean, in the future, I mean, we, we asked for a complete report. It doesn't, it's not going to affect anything you're doing down here, but in the future it might, so we're going to want that other driveway added to it. Yeah, we're, again, based on tonight, we'll need to go back and rework the study mm -hmm. again. So we, we will make sure that that is okay. uh, clarified. And then uh, B, uh, and number two B, this, again, this, the report doesn't say a turn. If the full entrance was at the, your originally proposed drive three, it didn't have any turn length, and I just wanted to make sure I understood. But since it's right in, right out, that one's kind of null and void for right now. Um, you did show the uh, truck turn going through the subdivision. I mean, 
I, I don't know. I've, people may or may not understand what that means, but it's the WD-50, which is a, a smaller semi-truck. It does make it through the streets. It does have to cross um, lanes to do so. That's not necessarily uncommon. I think the one thing that, and then it was implied, uh, eventually you got to run the the fire trucks through to make sure. But I, after seeing the WD, the the semi truck fitting through, I'm not overly concerned. But um, stormwater, again, I know what your intent is. Your report, you have a report that was submitted as part of phase one. It does not show the. I, it shows your improvement plans have a storm sewer that's coming to service both of your different areas. One bypasses the pond, one goes to the pond. I understand that. The report submitted to date doesn't have any of the water going into the pond. Um, so obviously I need that updated report. And um, I realize what you're trying to do with the, the sewer system. And obviously the original intent was to take the Brexel Road frontage to the pond and then this Valor Acre have something, or this uh, <laughs> Miller Road frontage to have something itself and go there and now you're going to change your uh, plan. I just need to know that the pond can handle this area and get that report. Understood. In a preliminary level. I mean, we're not in detail. By no means are we in detail. I mean, so it's just in a preliminary sense, just show me that the pond works. Mm -hmm. um, roadway ingress, egress. Um, I, I, I just this one here, I'm just saying it for the record, I guess. It is your intent that everything you're showing here is private. Correct. Um, and then for everyone else's knowledge, the um, everything they're showing would be internal to their system would be 12 foot lanes and the parking along it would be eight. That is the minimum per the uh, federal highway uh, requirements. Jerry, can I ask a question? Sure. When we state that it meets the minimum, is that something that generally most parallel parking is at the minimum or do some places I, well, of course some places i mean it's a minimum so yes they would uh center of town right here would be an eight foot stall um we only have coming through the middle 10 foot lanes i mean that one obviously with our 10 foot lane feels really tight uh, if someone's trying to get out of the car um if 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 they had a 12 foot lane and a 10 foot aisle it would i mean it's just a it's a comfort level i guess okay Thank but you. So they I have mean, 12, 12 foot roadway, correct? They have a twelve foot lane in each direction, yeah. so a twenty four. Basically, if you're, if you're, it would be a twenty four foot road, then with eight foot parking on the side of it. I mean, we have no. We have a standard public street section. We don't have. Um, there's no standard public uh, private road section, and since it met the minimums, there's really I would have no comment on, on that. Um, for the utilities, again, more for the, uh, just again, this is general preliminary plan. So they show a concept. I don't necessarily object to the concept. It's going to be serviced by utilities. So I'm not against that, but just to get into the, um, uh, I guess the final ownership, your intent is storm sewers private, sanitary sewer private. Like if they'll allow. The conversation is what is, what's Cuyahoga going to stay? Uh, Cuyahoga, they'll they'll agree with what I suggest to them. I mean, we're, I, we're absolutely open to that. Okay, so again, that would just in the future it does cause a little bit of issue. Obviously, it's your maintenance, but then going through your PTI process, you have to do you know the process. You've done it once already, um, and then the water main is you. 
I don't see any way around it. You are going public. Again, I would think they will require that based on it. Okay. I, I don't object to that. Um, it's So it, that would be internal, the only public utility. So that's all I had. Thank you. Mr. Chairman, if I may. You may. Um, that was one of my questions last time was about the, the water the water detention. Mm -hmm. And it looks to me like you're putting two, two temporary in correct at the, at the beginning of this project correct no that's just that's just sediment basins that's yeah, just, yeah for, that's, that's just, just yeah, for the grading right, right correct but at this time then when will the 48 48 inch actual storm actually be put in will it be put in first well we'd go we'd work deepest uh, shallow so my guess there could be some sanitary done before that but. okay but that's 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 obviously because that's going to go towards as I look at it, it's going to go towards 21, along 21, and then back to the... Kevin, you have it, I, I guess to answer the councilman's question, you have it, you need it for your sediment basin outlet, so sure. it is going in as part of your mask. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so that'll be one of the first items that goes Yeah. Up. Okay. That's and I definitely will have more when we go to final on that one. So... That was my only question, because with, with that, uh, with their two temporaries, and then the 48-inch uh, the going in, as long as the calcs match up, that takes care of the water. Okay. Um, any other comments? Um, we're on the roadway configuration. Mr. Chairman, uh, and I'm not sure if it applies to this or, or not, but the subject of parking, as, as we discussed, the, the main east-west road, no name yet, right? No name. Pato Lane. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if eventually that it becomes signalized, that, that's going to be busy at certain times of day it's, it's going to take a, a trunk of traffic right or were we talking what your uh, east west, west, east west road. The, one, the one we're saying right in right out yeah is yeah, what yeah. we're thinking now but sure. eventually that, that's that, that's frankly where we want most of our vehicular correct. through traffic to flow through so given that have we addressed or should we address at this time parking because i'm thinking now crossing that road for employees to get to their cars becomes a different situation than if it's lightly traveled? Or is that something for later? I, my, if, my answer to that now, if we were looking at all the collectively, there wouldn't be that many people parking that would be using the internal garage as opposed to crossing that there will be people crossing it. I mean, we're going to have to make it account for that in some, some aspects. We're going to want this to have pedestrian connectivity beyond the site. Um, but most of our internal parking is either in field to the west, central parking, um, garage structure in the center, for the office, district to the east, and then on-street parking in between. Correct. And then Building J is built, and then Future Development 1 is built, well, future development one, I'm sorry, is, is north of, of the road, so scratch that. Right. Yeah, so so if the building is building J the second yeah. office building? So, building so J I, would, would be parking either in the internal garage to the west or as part of a, an added structure to the east. So um, the intent would be for phase one to be yes. parking self-sustaining. And I'm not Correct. using okay, Correct. got it. And then future being to the adjacent to that to, northern to side. To be self-sustaining so itself. Yes. So with phase one where it stands right now, 
what is it, 1,200 parking spots? 1,125. 1,125. Mm -hmm. And with, with what you have configured here, how many parking spots should there be? Literal interpretation of code, I think there's a few variables in there, but around 2,000. But can I give you a couple other numbers that are relevant here? Give it to us. Pinecrest currently functions at 60 acres of development, over a million square feet of total, including high, re high amounts of retail. 2214 2, is the number that's used. Pinecrest does not have a parking problem. Um, it's subjective, that last statement, but it's we're pretty close to that one. If the mixes are different, the total numbers don't mean much. It's, it's not a technical standard. It's just more of a kind of an outside view. Except what I would tell you on a square foot of, of retail use, you're at a third of development of that with more than half of the same parking. With room to expand, should you need it. And a much easier use by not having the 1,000-seat theater. Right. That is a huge impact to their traffic conversation. Right. I would strongly suggest we should not use that development is our standard it's just a, it's up. more of a reference because i think i even saw it on uh, you know yeah. you say 2000 is what it should be and you're at 1200 wow that seems like a lot but i i i in the mixed use standards that we're using in the parking study that we submitted we're on the very conservative end to come up with 1200 we frankly i think it could be closer to eight or nine hundred and function extremely well but you have the ability in future development exactly to have, and so to, to, to land bank the future development just parking just like we did right for great point and then so so we have the ability to add it to look at this. the yeah. question is when it snows where are you pushing your snow it's always a challenge but like th this would seem like that would be an ideal spot right above e oh yeah oh yeah to just put just land bank it and that that right there becomes your your fu future parking but it also is where you can get rid of your snow yeah and and you know we'll we'll have some temporary operations for construction purposes set up so we'll have some of these areas figured out to the north and and yeah i mean exactly right we we, we definitely plan on taking things to the to the north and and as we figure our 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 operations out and just to clarify as we discuss this we're not voting on the roadway configuration tonight we would be voting to move it to a public hearing right correct okay just want to make yeah. as, as we're talking through it yes. and saying approval yes. just want to clarify yes. so everybody knows where we're yes. going And that's also as part of the planned business development. Correct. Area designation. Okay. So, so did we answer Mr. Jansen's question, which is I think basically this comes later. Is that what we're saying? Because it's a, a very relevant fine. question. Fine. I think a I lot of think, things are but you did ask us last meeting to have be prepared to answer that because right. we yes. couldn't. And so we, we yeah. came prepared. And, and the parking, I would think, as you determine your mix is going to fluctuate a little bit if it's residential it has one need if it's office it has a different need we it changes that. the simultaneous use of parking exactly um, there's there you know, residents would be more there in the evening so on and so forth yeah and we're we're you know we're very confident again that okay. we're that 1200 is conservative and, we, and and even if we're wrong we have the land bank of you know we're not we're not landlocked here to your point mr Stuckey. and, we and have room. we've committed to updating that 
that study as each building comes in as a tenant is known will be right. That's a, a living document that we will be submitting. Josh, was that two thousand or whatever the number was? Is that in our submittals this evening? No. Okay. Again, not trying to bother you, but so for the direct, we need well, that on every. Well, but but where it's asked for for our building, it is. So so you still had a plan that shows buildings and parking lots. So we need to know just even conceptually. Okay. Yeah, this that's is fair. what the code would require. This is what we think we're presenting. So we have a basis for making decisions. That's all I'm saying. Okay. Yeah, our interpretation of the request, and if it was wrong, it was wrong, we'll, we'll adjust, was that we needed to have it for specifically for our building, of which that's a part of what we just gave you. But okay. so that part was technically submitted, but not not the whole picture. We just had it, we were ready with okay, that. Well, not to contradict you, but even on the, I don't see what code requires in your submittal for the building, just what you got. And that's what I, that's I all I'm asking. highlighted in the study. At two you know, sixty, okay. it's three seventy based on on our parking study. Okay, we'll we'll, we'll we'll get that right. It's going forward in the future. Understood. Looking at the commercial portion um, in quantity of parking, um, historically the five per thousand was the requirement mm -hmm. has mostly been found to be excess mm -hmm. um where where would you where i know that there'll be different simultaneous uses but looking at the commercial use whereabout would the parking or where do you anticipate that ratio to be that would be the, available the actual ratio the actual ratio that of all of it well, I mean, you, you kind of got to look at them both. So there's the commercial, yeah. there's the office, there's... When, oh, when you say commercial, you mean retail, restaurant? Ground floor. Ground floor. So total square and foot of retail. I guess when I ask that question, I'm also thinking that you're going to exceed it by a lot because you you also have the ones for office space and right. other such right. things. So maybe as I'm thinking about it and asking it, maybe it's not... Yeah, I, it wouldn't it. It wouldn't be as high as you think. It would okay. it would actually be quite low. Um, I, I don't have that number, but it's something we can get prepared for. And okay, because we wouldn't be I, including the floors above, so yeah, it would that's right. I push the ratio opposite actually. Um, the the one parking that is a concern is between B and C. You have 130 keys in the hotel in the first building. Yep. You retail B and C buildings. Um, math just doesn't add up so so two things there that that corner building daytime retail versus hotel nighttime use so the switch out of that again that's where the shared parking really comes into review of those two items while it's a heavy use for retail in the day it's a heavy use for hotel in the evening. we'll give we'll give them their due time to explain that a little better and more technically but our, our development partners we just I asked the question specifically this week for the for a, a rough range of 110 to 130 beds hotel how many functional spaces do they need to operate including employees the answer is 100 it's a 0.9 to 1 bed uh, ratio is what they use and what is standard the logic behind it is a good portion of their travelers are taxi uber um, tra business travelers and half of those people will park in the garage either as diverted staff that aren't you know allowed to park near the building 
and the other will valet. So you have all these things that are working for you to come up with that ratio. So will the hotel have the valet? Yes. Well, and, and we'll, have, we'll have a commercial district valet too as well. Do so we need two valets? No, one operating group, but two multiple locations. Yeah, we're doing this. So valet from the hotel, potentially valet in front of restaurants, that kind of thing. What's the distance between the two valets? Like, that just, that seems... We don't, we don't, we don't know, but I, yeah. but I expect that there will be several valet stands, areas where you'll go to pull in so that you can get out in front of a restaurant and your car will be taken to the garage. So will that take up some of the parking spaces, the parallel parking spaces? No. So well, well, no. It, 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 some of the stands will. Some of the, the drive-throughs will. But there's at nighttime. Actually, for ours, it, it, it would not. So in front of the hotel, mm-hmm. it is their own separate drop-off. And in front of Building I is its own separate yeah, drop-off. Yeah, the so two bookends of the not. site have their own no parking area that's for uh, those visitors to valet. If you have, if you have some in evening times on main boulevard uh it'll be situational and timing um when when you won't be needing the parking spaces anyways okay so like i valet but will i be just standing out in the elements then like are they covered spaces like how how is that really going to work a little bit of all the above there's there's for large events they'll actually have stands and things they set up for more everyday weekend traffic you'll you'll be out in the elements just more more or less so will you use during the outdoor events the valet by eye if we have an outdoor event where we close that street there won't be any valet anyways that's the intent okay. there so those would be that's another reason why we have it on the bookend Just to prove okay. the point. and multiple access points to what we're planning on as the garage okay so we're, we're in um the discussion on the main roadway configuration um the, the conversation connected, but went off into some 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 parking discussions. Um, do, does anyone have any other further questions regarding the roadway configuration, as submitted? I just have the suggestion, Mister Chairman. I don't have any other questions about the configuration but since we've per our previous discussions confirmed parcel sizes are going to be determined later setbacks as mr as the councilman has pointed out need to be addressed they'll be addressed later everything will be every building will be addressed on an individual basis i i would like to since we're not committing to any of these buildings they should be removed from the site plan and we should only be a moving forward a, a roadway configuration because otherwise from my perspective at least in some level we're kind of committing we're saying we buy into these buildings They're, these buildings are sized very specifically there's information on the drawings that says the square footage square this is obviously what at this point in time the developer is conceptualizing and i think if we move forward with a plan that shows the buildings on them we're sending a signal that we're buying in to that and that that contradicts everything we were just that was explained to us this evening that we will approve on a uh, per building to to address that or not or you you want me to address that don't you remember the discussion 
where we had just a plain site. We were talking about this, and we said, well, if we, we you got to show us the buildings. You got to give us a basic understanding of what this development's going to look like. So I, you know, I, with due respect, Dom, I. I don't know what you're talking about. Well, you the, mean the, you wanted the, to the, remove all of the buildings because and just put the one building on there one at a time? That's right. Here's why, Mr. Mayor, because we are, I have repeatedly asked, the councilman has asked for information regarding each parcel, how it's going to be set up, and the setbacks, what variances it's going to need. We're showing parking on here. We're just buying into a pretty picture right now, in all due respect. If we don't... We have not said one thing about that we buy into the entire development. We're talking about the one building, we're talking about the roads, we're talking about the setback. We didn't say anything about approving any other building that's on the site. Then they don't need to be on the plan. Mr. Chair, may I make a suggestion? They be on the plan. May, so may I, I uh, that. No, no, I'm going to leave it at that. May I offer? We, asked we can move it forward. We asked to have it on the plan. And that's fine. Then, then I apologize if there's a misunderstanding. But I'm just mm -hmm. saying for where we are, in, in the process right now, I don't want to send any kind of signal. I can support this. I'm just saying don't show what? the buildings on it. So because we're, they justify we're seeking, let me interrupt. Let, let, we're seeking land. We're seeking to move to um, what you call it, public hearing. We, we do need to see all of it to understand how it all works together. But I also understand what Dom's saying. Can there be a sheet added that simply adds that we're only looking at this building right now. Yeah, I, I think or we even, we even try and show and, that. And language. we see that this. That. We see this. We understand you the whole thing. I get it. We, we need to. It, on, on or, the, or it's on the current sheet. So we've we labeled everything in orange. And on I, the current sheet on there, it says. I might be on the wrong page. Um, page just, four. Mr. Chairman, wouldn't this just address what you're wanting? I mean, the, on the on the plan that shows the building, all the buildings and the layouts. We do need to see it because otherwise the development doesn't make any sense. But on right. that on that page, wouldn't you just label that as conceptual plan used to understand road configuration? And then if you want another a single yeah, a single plan with the one building that's on what it, we, then that's, that's what we tried to do on page. Buildings, just put future on the each building or whatever other yeah. than I. Isn't that what we do? That's what's on page four. Yeah. You look at things for the future. Yeah. 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 I mean, the motion's going to clarify that. Put the word future on all the buildings that aren't being or whatever. I mean, you can clarify it. But so I mean, that, you know, if you hadn't, if you just came in here with an I building and a roadway, I wouldn't vote for anything. I mean, what the hell are you doing? I know that's that's. The, I mean, but I, I think we have got a clarification on the setbacks. I think that's already been discussed. We have. I, I'm 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 obviously not in favor, but I think. The majority of the, the planning commission was all right with the setbacks. I think what Dom is just worried about now is them saying the size of, you know, how, how many square feet there are. And that's right. That, I'm just saying that. we need it yeah. understood. So I don't have, a, I mean, but I, I think they have explained that we're going to do building by building and mm -hmm. we're going to hold them to that. And I Listen, think there's, gonna, there's no guarantees on whatever we're talking about tonight or whatever that's Kevin's yeah. bringing. Yeah. I, 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 and this I thing's going to morph before we're all done. But it, and Dom's comment is a valid one from the standpoint of presentation purposes to a group of people who haven't had the benefit of being here for the hours we're here. Okay, but I'm going to make a, not at this exact second, but I'm going to make a motion that is what's written in number two, which is for the main roadway configuration. It's not going to say buildings on it. It's for the roadway configuration. I will be 
potentially approved in, in a separate discussion. Yeah, is, and, is and, that, and I think is, Dom's got a good point. If they and Ron does too, if you if we present this, and they have all those square footages and they have all those heights on those buildings instead of just blank buildings, you know they're going to think we're approving all of the buildings. Who's they? When we have the public meeting, so they're going to do. They're going to show this picture up there, and we're going to be approving. They're going to have a public meeting. Or they're looking Thank at you. This I can handle that's that with a 30 second introduction well, to the whole that. audience. I'll clarify that. And, I, every and I'll talk I slowly. Page four says, Oh, I think I run out of So, So, page four does, does dictate this indicates roadway approval only and gives a colored budget. If we take everything out and strip it down to a singular sheet, there are things that were required per the code that you wanted to have included in this packet. If we pull those back out, I have concern that you, we'll get back to that same point. Hey, you didn't include this to give us future. As, as long as the motion clarifies that. The, the motion will be stated as it's the main roadway there, configuration. See, see where you put future development on those? Put on those other buildings future development or whatever. I mean, it. Parking. Okay. And then. Eric, when you give your introduction, you have to explain. It. Yeah, That's I can do that. I think it's an introductory. Yeah. It's okay. Does anybody have any objections to moving number two to a public hearing? No. Um, the public hearing would be February 23rd or March 9th. Does Mr. DiGeronimo have a preference? 23rd, if possible. What's he going to present? Right turn in, right turn out, or whatever? May. So that's what everyone that's, decided. On that? That's right. what we discussed. Six yeah. to one. Oh, it's going to be A, B, C, okay. right? Correct. Yeah. Are you in agreement? Yes, in agreement. So right yeah. in, right out. This, medium still there. Instead of doing this, yes. it's going to be right turn in like it um, was two weeks ago or whatever. Okay. Which is like personally, um, I think it's a little and, crazy. And Mr. Chairman, and every and we're doing this as now the plan development business plan development area. As a business plan development area. For the limited purpose of the roadway configuration, because that's going to be stated in the motion. Okay, so that now means, going back to the heights, that now we will be locking into the class two and class three requirements of the business plan development area. Is that correct, Monica? Or Are you referring to the next item? Well, it, it's part of the the. Um, it'll be part of the motion. I understand that we make this a big. Right. Business he, plan development. What he's saying is, as of this exact second, it's this not is a business a, plan development yet. Once we approve the roadway configuration, we have approved it as a business plan development. So he's then referencing the height. You have approved a piece of the business plan development area. So height will come into effect should the commission wish once each individual building is brought forth. So there are different phases of this BPDA approval process. But there's still a base for the for the section of code that says everything can be class two, except for offices, which would be class three. Per your comments, the commission can go beyond that, but that's our starting. Sure, yeah, the, the, the criteria, those are, that's, that's the, the basis for working off of for the PDA, but the BPDA, but the planning commission ultimately is given the uh, it's it's within your purview. I too. have no problems with it, but I, I know there have been concerns about height, so I just want to make sure commission well, what's three? members but understand that. Th this three is, is ninety. 
This is specific. 75 to, the to road, 80. Uh, yeah, 80. The roadway. I think it's 80. This is a phase BPDA phase one for roadway only. But we don't. Yeah, but yeah. once you do the. Once we call it BPDA, BPDA it's a BPDA. It's, Everything yeah, it's that goes in that area. I would so that's think. really the, the, the process. So that's, this is a portion of the BPDA. Well, it, it's not a BPDA today. When we approve this, it's a BPDA. What you're saying is, although it's a BPDA, we've only ex approved it to the extent of the roadway configuration. Yes. Correct. Okay. I'm just establishing there's still That's a right. base point. But the whole just, thing is a BPDA, not correct. just the roadway, the whole right. it is. thing is. Right. So. But, but what we're saying is we've only approved it to the extent of the roadway configuration. It's, it's really like a BPDA, BPDA. But how could you approve only the roadway, I mean, in terms of? That's why I'm saying for everything within that roadway, my expectation within this development now we'll have oh. that that Monica starting point that the beat that it can be approved for the roadways only and every building will be then that every in will be individual That's right but it's still each building still part of the bpda which i'm saying then kicks in the height which requirements. The, the bottom line but is we still if have I'm wrong, Monica, we, this is we one portion of the approval of the bpda okay. the final yes. bpda approval once all the preliminary approvals have, have been attained and the submission is ready for a final BPDA approval for the entire site, that's when you have your BPDA. And all I'm saying is if that starting point now is the, the lowest height can be class two, they can ask for that. We cannot make them do a class one, I don't think, in my opinion, even though we have discretion, unless you well, were to tell us that's otherwise. That's a question. Are, are we going to be able to say we, say, we, able yeah. to say we want... Um, class one definitely if they're going for a bpda it not only puts we can it, still back up it, from it yeah it permits flexibility for the applicant but it also gives the planning commission um the the purview to okay to well i hope so i mean but i just don't understand how you can do BPBA just on the roadway, even though that's a portion of it. As soon as you, I mean, you have to approve the whole development as that, not just the roadway. And the roadway happens to be a right. This is, I mean, this it. takes it back to the the residential portion where the planning commission uh, approved Canvas Parkway. That that came in as an individual item, and then each, you know, the townhomes came in, and the multifamily came in. So it's 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 a phased approach and. But if we approve the PBDA roadway tonight, and then they come in for the first building comes in, and they and Kevin brings in a nine-story building or whatever. I know he won't, but he says he won't. But if he does, fully within the planning commission's review and approval process. I mean, you. I'm saying it isn't. That it is. is. The, question. You, I mean, the planning commission we can't will make them go beyond the minimum. What's allowed as a minimum. You can set the height to 100 stories if you'd and like. I understand that. You could also bring it down to subground. I mean, you guys really have that. I'm just trying to illustrate the, the point that you less. you guys get to ultimately, you know, recommend that standard. Okay. As long as that's clear. And as long as they understand. I think yeah, because all I of us have certain concerns about the heights. Mm -hmm. I'm going to read the language. All buildings will be considered 
for a class two height, except those for office which shall be considered up to a class three. I read the word considered, it means that's up to us. It means we can consider it. Okay. And I'm just saying that means to me we can't tell them it would have to be class one, but Monica you know, thinks I, we could. I think we can. It says it will be considered for a class two, which means that we can consider it for up to that height, or we can consider it up to a class three. Um, it doesn't say that it's granted. It says it will it will be considered. Okay. If you'd be Am more I comfortable, no, I can I tell me if you if you I read that differently. Reading. I, I, I would be happy to twice, ask so. the law director to review this if you'd like. Yes. Sorry, what was that? I'd be happy to request that the law director, Dave Maddie, review this and, and give a, his opinion. I'm just asking for clarification no, be, because that be, okay. Monica, that would be great. And then, does anyone have? Now, moving to a public hearing doesn't mean that we're going to approve it. So, if we move it to a public hearing, knowing that this is a stipulated discussion, that keeps us moving towards the public hearing. She can get clarification. And if it doesn't work out, we'll have to make that modification when we go for approval after the public hearing. Is that fair? So keep 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 you on track. Yes, please. Okay. We can change entrance A two at that time. Okay. Um, it's a joke. <laughs> what is the specific question she's asking, Mr. Maddie, about the classification story-wise? I'll be asking for his. His interpretation. His interpretation. Of, what's the section number? It's 1155.33 D2. Yeah, D. D Regarding height. Mm -hmm. Approval. Okay. Mike, I'm just saying when I read it, it says all buildings will be considered for class two height except office huge, which shall be considered up to class three height. So I'm just asking, does that mean by right they they don't have to go less than class two height. nothing in bpda is by right it's a conditional use in itself no no a conditional use is not by right, right. and then the bpda how that's written is not by right it, it's it's every element that's brought forth to planning commission so is careful. up for your review and approval okay okay i move for preliminary approval of a business planned development area, BPDA, for the main roadway configuration of BPDA phase one, subject to engineering approval. I'm sorry, let me back all that up because I'm, I'm making a motion for a public hearing. I read that wrong. Um, I, have, I make a motion the Brexville Planning Commission will hold a public hearing on Thursday, February 23rd at 7 p.m. at Brexville City Hall, 9069 Brexville Road, Brexville, Ohio, to review the proposed request for preliminary approval of a business planned development area for the main roadway configuration, BPDA phase one, subject to engineering approval for permanent parcel number 6040901 as part of the Valor Acre mixed use development fronting Miller Road in Brexville, Ohio. Did you say February 23rd? I did say February 23rd. Is that when you wanted it? Is that when we? That's, that's what's four weeks from now. That's what's on the sheet, and that's what you agreed to. You said February 23rd or March 9th. 
He picked February 23rd. Yes, please. Is there a second? Is that second, Mr. Chairman? Don't we have a meeting beginning of February? Yes. Mr. Jansen? Yes. Mr. Cato? Yes. Yeah, we will. Mr. Larmer? Yes. Mr. Shreve? Yes. Mayor Ruby? Yes. Mr. Stuckey? Yes. That doesn't give him enough time. So, if we haven't moved for preliminary approval, which we can't do after the public hearing, I can't move for mass grading until we approve that. Um, because the mass grading would follow number two. So that takes us. Mr. Chair. Am I wrong? No, you're correct. But so the preliminary and final of the mass grading swip and clearing does not require public hearing. So that could be heard alongside uh, number two, which is the roadway configuration at the February 23rd meeting. I guess that's what I'm saying. I can't move for approval tonight. We can move for approval. Just put it on the agenda. Yeah. Or, it'll so. go. or you could do an approval contingent on approval of the item you just moved to public hearing. But either way. Yeah, just move it to the same thing. Could I, could I ask Mr. Wise a question if I put you on the spot? Go ahead. We need to properly give Mr. Wise time to review engineering to, because that, that approval, if we get it, would be pending engineering which he won't be able to get until, is there a way that we could use the time between now and the February 23rd meeting so that some of that can be submitted so that we can clear? You can absolutely submit. So you can absolutely submit and continue your review. That doesn't stop. None of the, what they did stops that. So we could be theoretically, what I heard today is the roads were pretty much accepted and I, I don't have an issue if you just we continue the yeah I, I thought the mass grading um, by applying that LB overlay allowed for us to to move that forward separately because it's not dependent on roadway that mass grade is a stands at a, at your risk the LB gave us that allotment because okay. we're just grading yeah. the grade that's that's yeah. not necessarily to the roadway plan it's, it's to clear at their risk fair enough you so to get the trees out and clear right we, we're trying to hit the, the deadline at the end of march we mm -hmm. need to be able to also do i guess one question are you even are you even restricted to the deadline their risk why, why are you from the march deadline yeah just out of curiosity why are you well out of hyper conservatism okay because i agree with not you subject to the permit on it because you don't, you're not disturbing any wellens. I agree. I just, okay. we just play I, that really safe because some someone could come out and just say they're, you know, anytime we're clearing trees, we try to do it in conjunction with the seasons. But I technically agree with you. I just don't. We just we don't take that chance. So, but my our point is to Josh's point, we're clearing to clear. It doesn't. We're not necessarily clearing and and doing the initial temp. Temp detention, all that stuff, anything to do with the road network as much as there that's is. That's right. Clearing is easy. Yeah. Um, the, the mass grading, that's bulk, not grading Correct. for road. Correct. Is it, um, I, I don't have a problem with that then. I guess I was thinking it more along the lines of grading for the road. Um, 
separate package. Does anybody have any objection to moving forward on the mass grading? I, I guess there is. Are you going to do any mass grading before the next meeting? No. So, so we could just piggy bank and do the mass grading approval at the same time after after the settlement. You're not going to start doing that anyway. No, especially when he's when doing, he just said he would yes. take our engineering. We're good. He's going to give the engineering. So, so Eric, did you hear that? No. By him doing the engineering, we don't have to vote on this right now. We'll do a piggy bank with the other one as long as the engineering is being reviewed. Because he's not going to do any mass grading. Put it on the twenty third. Does he need a hearing now? No, he doesn't. So. So we're not going to move on the mass grading. Um, you'll continue your design and review process with yeah. Mr. Wise. Um, it will piggyback on number two. So after the public hearing, we'll vote. If that approves, we'll immediately move to approve the mass grading, which should already be reviewed yeah. and, and ready for it. Okay. So that takes us to number four, which is preliminary approval for the BPDA. For office building I, including underground parking, a restaurant, a common areas on the first floor, office on floors two through five, and associated parking. You want to take it from there? No. So picking back up again on this item what was lacking were a few technical details and then um, like a conceptual floor plan and some further detailing on um, conceptual facades landscape um, preliminary landscape some of the um, I guess for lack of better definition checking the box on a few of the technical submission pieces we feel that information is now included. It's still representative, very similar to how we proposed it in the video and the renderings and conceptuals. Um, it's requiring the setbacks that we described in the previous items. Um, we are showing a five-story building for fourth floor, or the first floor being a mix of common area and um, restaurant retail use. There's also covered parking area. Directly adjacent, we're showing 100 total parking spaces. That includes the, the area. Um, the functional um, parking spaces needed per code for this building, and again, we will make sure we address that on the next officially, is 620. Again, say it again? 620 spaces. For just, are you counting J? Per code. Per code. For Six, I. For, for I. I. Right. Assuming restaurant. 10,000 ish on the first floor right and and that's not including any shared use you uh, study we are accounting for in the master overall that we talked about we are accounting for 370 spaces so we're asking for a deviation roughly of, of half of the standard code um, we are a good example to use of why we think that is an excess our our on any given moment including guests our space alone will only um, need 150 parking spaces, right? We've studied what we currently use and what our guests use. Because of the, the nature of our, our in and out of our business, um, we would only need and project to need 150. We will, um, and again, that's all one-time day. That's not even shared use. Um, 
so we're already below what we think we'll need to accommodate the other tenants in the building. Um, we have land bank opportunity to correct anything if we were to exceed that. Um, so very comfortable on a parking basis. Oh, I'm sorry. Let me. You have a hundred there. That's correct. that's correct. That's the 72 outside and the 28 underneath. Correct. You need how many? You need 600. six twenty six hundred six twenty or six hundred for for per, per coat. And per where, coat. so so you're only only figuring you need 375 correct okay so where are the where's the other that'll the other beyond the hundred that are there the other portion will be in um the parking garage that is inbound of j is it what the g g, g. sorry garage is g. parking garage g so that so so 275 of your parking garage is coming from there yes And just a couple of items for that. Of the 370 that we anticipate, um, based on the shared parking study, 110 of that would be for restaurant. That's assuming no internal capture at all. So as you start to look at internal capture, what you will allow, that's, we, we assume 30%, but that's actually most will go with 50% of internal capture. So we're saying we need 370 spaces, but 110 of those are restaurant of which those people are already at the office. They're not getting in their car and, and moving again. They're already there. Um, so it, it gets a little deceptive when we say that 370. And I'm sorry, how much, without looking, how many spaces do you have in the parking garage? 725. Yeah, I don't see it listed on there. It is on the shared parking study. The garage in I is 28 spaces get the shared parking yeah we, we we've the hundred includes 28 under um under the first covered area and in that 28 is it first come first serve or is no, it assigned that'll, that'll be dedicated so who will who will it be dedicated to split between the two tenants major tenants it'll technically it'll be several tenants but yes some so what was the number on the parking garage? Seven. Okay. He's trying to pull it up, but it, um, he said seven twenty-five. It's not. I, I can't. Oh, it's not. No, I can't see it. It's not on the. It's not on the. It gives me uh, square footage, but not. That restaurant will be open for lunch, right? Correct. It just feels like that's really underparked. Yeah, I don't. I don't know how. I don't know how to else to address it other than in this case we have we using ourselves as the a specific example of why it works. I mean, we will, we will, we will be. On, uh, C5, we will be um, uh, using C, every bit of the fifty thousand square 0. feet. What about the other 72? Is that first come, first serve, or is that dedicated? That'll, that'll be, yeah, that'll be most likely first come, first serve. Okay. Okay, so, so we 880 we're spaces in the garage. Is it 880? 880. So uh, it's, it's close to a thousand car uh, garage from my memory. Uh, like it, it was like seven, seven. Several drawings has on C5.0 has 880. Yeah, I, I feel like 
And again, we have flexibility as we go figure out what ultimately that, how many levels that ends up being. But um, I, I think it's around 700. We might be able to show, maybe you that was a- You show six floors. Is that the parking garage under building I? No, that, no, well, G. he's got G. 28. Building G is the parking garage. So, so that's a building though we're not approving tonight. Yeah, we're not. But we're going to, we need to approve parking for this building that will be provided by another building that has not yet been approved. What's the interim parking plan? In terms of? Until the garage goes up. Well, we plan on the garage being up. Hmm? We plan on the garage being up. But not simultaneously. Yes. Yes, simultaneously? Yes. We plan on the garage being complete by the time we're complete. If there's um, a six-month period or something where it's not, then we would, we would stage parking temporarily in a surface lot. But, no, we, the, the intent is to get the garage complete for it. ever done something like that before. Yeah, I appreciate the the approach. I'm I'm thinking on uh, I know this is just to move forward towards a public hearing, but that then of course the goal is sure. to approve it. Yep. And the garage is an idiot. Mm -hmm. Mr. Chair may I make a suggestion. So this, you're right, this is extremely unique. So office building I is showing X amount of spaces in comparison to Y amount provided by the code. But they've also provided the shared parking study for the whole site. Um, and they've discussed some area for land bank parking. So I would take those things into account in your review of this. I mean, I mean we're looking at the approval of office building I, but you also, in my opinion, should take into consideration the information they provided as part of the packet, which includes that shared parking study. And I think it would be within your purview to hold them to the number provided in the shared parking study or an alternative number that you would deem more appropriate or hold them to the land bank parking that they're showing on the plan. Um, I mean, if, if the garage was in simultaneously, which, which I get it, it's not. It'll be an easy one. Um, but we're looking to move a building forward based on a parking that, because it's not in yet, I would say may or may not happen. I'm not suggesting you're not going to do it, but I, I don't have it. Could, could you, could you, um, could the commission get comfortable with the thought? not necessarily tonight, get comfortable with the thought that they agree to our shared use portion dedicated to this building. Let's say that's 350. Um, and that we will commit to garage being done, which is plan A, or the equivalent of those spaces being in in some form approved through engineering. Meaning, you know, one, one example is we could use that, um, the next office building and extend that surface parking area temporarily. Kevin, right. can you just yeah take the future area, land bank, what's short on your plan, 
so that they can approve the plan with yes. the land bank, and then when you come back with the other one, you can remove it. Right. Yeah. That's a, that's so it's viable. basically giving us a way to get the number yeah. that you're comfortable approving. If you don't have the garage in when you move in, you, have, you may have to pave that land bank right. area right. temporarily yeah. or whatever. That, that, that's great. Yeah. yeah, that's a viable interim plan. Okay, okay but um, as I look at it, that sounds a great idea. But as I, I look at the schematics there, um, since you have 72 next to it, you're probably only going to get about 100 out of that area land banked. So that'll end up with you about 200. You're looking at the future development area right next to right next to uh, I right here. No, I was looking at the entire oh, the, future oh, development yeah, area future, okay. on the other side of the road. Okay, then yeah. you got enough. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So seems viable. Yeah. No, it's a, that, that's the solution. That's why, like, when I thought you were talking about this one, Mr. Rice, it would be enough. Are you really going to have flames? <laughs> um, water feature? We've been we've been playing with some concepts of of water and fire, um, fire for the winter, water during the other months, uh, hybrid in the transition. We're, we're, that's the vision. We we're not ready to we're not ready for showtime on that part. I guess the discussion. Does anybody have any any problems with the height? with that this one is the five stories now mm -hmm. five stories on the corner i don't have a problem, have a problem with, with it. It. Thus, i don't want to obligate to five stated, stories everywhere i'm sorry yeah. but i don't have a problem with this yeah as previously stated it shouldn't be interpreted as Understood. accepting it on any other building but i don't have any problem with five stories on the corner i still have a problem with five stories on, on this particular building yes so councilman did i do you not want five stories anywhere in the development? Okay. Especially since the setback is still at 30 feet on Miller Road and 50 feet on 21. What do you think mm. would be appropriate? I think four stories would be the, the most on, on, in this area, would be my opinion. The, the, you know, it's just too close to the road. Is this rendering accurate with yeah, grading so where it's four stories? Correct. At so 21 and the other one, yeah, the back side. The back side's a, a lower grade. So if you're in the on 21 at the corner of 21 and Brexville, that is a four story building. Yes, on the back, absolutely to the interior of the project, that is a five-story. Okay. So on Miller Road, it's only going to be 69 feet. I'm not That's what it's I'm saying sure. on page eight. Yeah, that is correct. That sounds correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there's um, the rendering, I think, does it better. The, the topography of the, yeah, the topography of the site, if you go, you know, you got that little block wall there now, 
right? So you're stepping up mm-hmm. 10 feet. We're trying to use that to keep that presence. Um, so that's the idea. Does it fully protect uh, that, that bottom story? That's, it, it'll, it'll probably do similar to what you're seeing here, but you know, within a couple feet of varying degree. And then, then as you get away from the corner, the, the train then dives down, and I think more of the building will be exposed. So the further away from the corner, you'll get the true five-story feel. Vocon, your architect? Say it again. Vocon? Uh, AODK. Well, do we have consensus on the height on this building or not? Um, I have no objection to fire. I, I didn't keep track. Fire. I don't have an objection. You see no, I, I, was, I said already, I don't. I'm just okay. trying to get fair clarification. Um, others? I have no objection. No. Mark? Um, I have a question in your elevations. Um, to page eight and nine. So page eight, north elevation, you have the dark and then the, we'll say whiter or gray mm -hmm. metal panel and metal panel. Go up to the next elevation, dark and light, metal panel, metal panel. We get to page nine. The masonry. light is masonry. They, look, they look the same in the rendering. Yeah. Is it an intent or is it a typo? No, there, there's a there's an intentional intermix of material there. We, okay. we do like the masonry, and they would be more of a tone on tone conversation. Yeah, we're 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 afraid of, and again, you might see some changes there. Just as a full heads up, um, we like the metal panel look in certain colors. It might be, frankly, a little risky in the whiter, lighter to, to, to not weather well. So we're exploring introducing the masonry, and we might explore to introduce more masonry. Um, okay. So we this originally had all metal panel. We added some masonry, and quite frankly, I don't know if we've gone far enough yet. Yeah, but that, that, south, that south elevation on, on both of those drawings looks nice with the, the limestone on there. Yeah, yeah, or some, some sort of stone. I, I, it's... That's probably our, our preference, so I, I wouldn't be surprised if when we finally get to that point and if, it, if there's okay, more masonry so than what's shown for here. preliminary review right now, yeah. we're not committing. No, I mean, I, I would hope that both materials are high quality enough that you understand the flexibility we're looking for as we kind of get this moving forward. I'm the metal panel skeptic on the team, so... <laughs> At least the white one. Your team metal panel. I think so. You're depicting general materiality. <laughs> um, so we're looking to advance this to a public hearing. We've discussed parking. Um, and a potential for, for interim parking if the garage were not to be done. There's a restaurant and common area on the first floor, office, associated parking. We discussed the heights. Um, it, it, we, we didn't vote, but it sounds like we have consensus. Um, uh, um, 
there are other concerns at the moment. Is there any concerns from the commission on the architecture and how it will age? Um, the rest of the city is pretty classic and and this is a little bit more modern and again to kind of echo what we heard earlier um, from from a city member the how, how will this look in 10 20 years it's a fair question um, code does we are required to apply the architectural review standards of the code so I mean, my, my initial take is this is this is not like anything similar to the, the city, and I do have some concerns of how it will look in 20 years. I agree with the dissimilar statement partially based on what's not built yet. Um, we with what we approved in phase one in the, in the residential has a more uh, contemporary feel to it when it's complete um that will be seen um so i i think that we've established a break from some of that for this development how it will weather very valid question and i think and i think that would be up to them to answer as far as the durability of what the metal panels are and or masonry and and um what's so, the expectation on the the uh we'll say lifespan so first and foremost operational care is the highest um quality it has to be in order to to take away some of those concerns i hope the fact that we're in the building would help alleviate a little bit as opposed to the traditional sense where you're building it for somebody else um, but to your point, I just made it, I, I, my concern with the white is that 10 years from now it could look tacky or not weather well. Um, so it's, it's a real consideration we're even having and I think that's why I ultimately will end up seeing more white stone. I don't have the same concern on the darker metal, metal panels. We, you, we can give you a hundred okay. good examples of dark metal panels that with proper upkeep look, look great. Um, the white, that, that's, if, there's a, if there's a risk being taken to your point. Um, I could make a joke about how a number of family members will not allow that building to ever look poor, so, um, but I won't. I'll save us the time. We've been here a long time. So upkeep's number one, no matter what building we build here. It's gonna, this is a topic that'll come up again as we, um, it's definitely different. It's definitely a look we're, we're going for. Um, it's gonna be beautiful and, and, and it's gonna be our responsibility to make sure it stays high quality. But will it look dated in 20 or 30 years? No, I, I, I mean, we're not gonna, we're not gonna let it happen that way, which is why we're, we're so comfortable having outwardly this conversation about the white metal panel. I mean, that's, that's a very strong consideration. We're gonna have to get that right. I, I do want to revisit her question about the architecture. You know, we did deviate um, from, say, typical architecture in Brecksville when we did the residential, but it also still had, um, a fair amount of brick and stone um, so this this deviates further if, if it's solid metal mm -hmm. and I'm not stating good or bad at, at the moment and 
yep. just evaluating. I know you mentioned that you were, had some skepticism on metal, um, some combination of both could be good. Yeah, we, and we do. We, this at one point had all metal panel, and we've already added some of the, some of the masonry, um, and we'll continue to probably add masonry. And I know the um, apartment building added masonry mm -hmm. at the lower levels. Yep. And varied a, a little more as it got higher. So at that, you know, eyesight level, th there was more of the traditional masonry um, th that would be seen elsewhere. Um, it doesn't seem like it would be hard to incorporate some of that into what we have here. Um, we agree. We agree. Yeah. The, and the style of construction is all likelihood to be um, steel. So it'll allow for a little easier to go back and forth as we work through the different um, details. We just got to be thoughtful. The glass, we want a lot of natural light. Um, so that'll be something we, we feel pretty strongly on, the, the amount of glazing and stuff to let the natural light in. Um, but I think we're open-minded and flexible quite frankly on some of the more aesthetic things and uh, we'll get there mr chairman uh, the, the buildings at the south end of town for example uh, true north mm -hmm. uh, the addition of bf goodrich and bf goodrich as it, it is is you know they're different than our city buildings downtown sure you know we have that more western reserve and the brick and the, and the black um, I, I, but I think the, the question is a valid question. Um, based upon some of those buildings that have been built at the South End, do you feel that this is different? Because that was something that we said from the beginning, this would be a different mm -hmm. look, it would be a different type of setting, and it would be something unique to the community. Um, it, as when they built the BF Goodrich building, or even when they built the uh, the True North building. I mean, that was different. Yeah, I, I think different is a very, um, it, it comes with a sometimes negative connotation, but I in this case, I think different is the, the appropriate. But I think when we get into the full detail, again, this is preliminary, when you get into full detail where you're seeing samples, we're going to do what we did eventually, which is pull from some of the neighboring and more classic materials and tie it in so that, that it, it, it's different, but it, it has some tie-ins. and. And each of these buildings, what I think one of the major mistakes of what, I wouldn't even call it mixed use, but let's just call it older style development for large scale lifestyle centers, they try to match everything. Um, one of the things I think we did really well at Pinecrest is if you start on the corner when you enter and, enter and you start at the residential, you start with a classic brick and eventually you fade to a more modern office style. But in between, it transitions. It doesn't just go from one to another. All the buildings, um, go together they don't match it, it get, looks just like it evolved it, it evolved and so we want to we're gonna we're, we're, we're striving for that here so there'll be evolution from building to building but it'll all tie and I and I yep. have you used these products oh yeah before? yeah absolutely How many years ago would you say that well we've, we've been doing yeah I mean there's there's metal panel we put up at Cleveland Clinic 15 years ago um, that still looks and how do they look today compared to um, you know, I, the, the, the one that I don't have a great example of is white, right? Um, so that's hence our concern. There's grays, blacks, whatever that I've seen them, people who maintenance them and they, and they look great. Cleveland Clinic, for example, does a great job. I've seen them on 
um, in, in probably not great applications and they're beat up and they're not maintained and they're dented and they don't look great. Um, metal panel is as good as Everything has it. to be maintained. It's yeah, the property like, owner. Right. And so, go ahead. And Denver actually kind of set the stage for this in his conversation way back with the residential of talking how we were starting that transition where the corner T1 building stayed more to the feel of, of, of Brexville. And then we started to get a little different feel with the multifamily building and the idea that as we worked down that block, we were we were evolving much in the same way that we talk about evolving on the site itself. But Sherwin-Williams is different, if you will. Yeah. We approve that. So Yeah. yeah. We also discussed that one. It was way off the road. That's so true. So the visibility was different. Um, and I, I wouldn't want to see this trying to match our city center Western Reserve architecture. I think the look that you have is 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 generally good but i also don't think it would be a big stretch to incorporate some of these building elements yeah with masonry and then it starts to blend a little yeah. bit um and you, you had the residential houses that had some masonry and also had some some other materials the um different i think it, it could be the difference between making it feel old or tacky after 20 years and making it feel classic and 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 right. you got to do it in a way that's a tribute but but not um just going too old-fashioned or whatever that's what we're shooting for and, and i think we have a good start and that's all it is it's a preliminary right no, i think i think what kevin said i think the important thing is just to create a common thread throughout the thing not to make them all the same but make mm -hmm. some kind of a common thread so it looks like it's 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 a planned development done by one person or one developer but not all the same okay. um okay are there any any further questions does anybody object to moving this to a preliminary hearing public hearing Long we need to, no, I, I I don't. Do we need to make a uh, the, the contingency on the the um, land bank parking? Yeah, that has to be mm -hmm. part of the motion. But because the other thing, Mr. Chairman, just again, when you come back and we've asked for this, before we still need for the requirements that were given at the last meeting, I don't see a plat for this parcel yet. There will be more than the front there's, and there's side a, yard setbacks. Plat. I don't I see a plat isn't required for the piece itself it's just a plat of the site to give the, the dimensions this is going to be a parcel at some point I, I thought you said you were going to develop these in the parcel the, the conversation right now the one that we we have talked about that we believe we know is the hotel okay. but the offices whether they're rented could you get a tenant who wants to own and buy their parcel absolutely is that the intent for ours no we're not no. starting that way okay as long as you're yeah. I'm just saying when you come back, though, have everything spelled out. As for the contingency, you wouldn't need to reference that in the motion because it's just the pu just the public hearing. Yeah, I think that would go into if it's approved after the public hearing. Exactly. We would add that contingency. Good point. Um, I think it's a good point to bring up, though, so that everybody here is on the same page yeah. 
knowing that that's how we're going to solve it. No, there's no misunderstanding. That expectation has been set, and we're on board. Okay. hearing notice phases one and two that's referring to these phases one and two yeah so it corresponds with the submissions and the the request okay in parentheses it's uh number two is bpda phase one okay. and same for item number four bpda phase two um kevin do you have a preference February 23rd or March 9th We're both on the 23rd yeah I mean, 23rd please <laughs> figured I'd ask <laughs> I'm just I'm just <laughs> glad the poor ambulance guys got there you guys did them that courtesy of a bit a sleeping bag Take the pain all The Brexville Planning Commission will hold a public hearing on Thursday, February 23rd at, should we set this one for 710 or we consider them together? They're, they're pertaining to the same item, so I mean. We'll call them all together. Okay. The, the Brexville Planning Commission. I, I'm going to start that over again. <laughs> I move the Brexville Planning Commission will hold a public hearing on Thursday, February 23rd, 2023 at 7 p.m. at Brexville City Hall, 9069 Brexville Road, Brexville, Ohio, to review the proposed request for preliminary approval of phases one and two of a business plan development area on permanent parcel number 6040906 as part of the Valor Acres Mixed Use Development Fronting Miller Road in Brexville, Ohio, 44141. Second, Mr. Chairman. Ms. Carters? Yes. Mr. Jansen? Yes. Mr. Cato? Yes. Mr. Larmer? Yes. Mr. Schreer? Yes. Mayor Ruby? Yes. Mr. Stuckey? Yes. Thank you. I thought we did it. So. I'm trying to pick up. It's okay. Are you going to cut this? Yes. Motion to adjourn. Motion to adjourn. Second. Any of your packets?